Dominic Lawton can be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. Well, Ken, it's finally happened. I don't know why it's taken us this long, but here we are, eh? Oh, what a journey in the build-up. <laughs> it was all about the climb, wasn't it, this? Getting into this episode. We couldn't start with it. We had to build the legacy and then jump in. Yeah, I was so excited to watch this again. And uh, what a film we've got for you. The film we're talking about is the Craig R. Baxley 1998 film starring Carl Weathers. Yes. Action Jackson. Well, if we tell you about Action Jackson, you promise not to go befouling our patrol car? There's been a lot of talk about Sergeant Jericho Jackson. Some say that some researchers at NASA created him to be the first man to walk on the moon without a spacesuit. Harvard Law degree. Your old partner seems to be some kind of magnet for trouble. You wouldn't have it any other way. But forget everything you've heard. Jackson is so vicious, we don't even let him have a gun. Because action speaks louder than words. Chill out. Why do they call you action? What? Have to catch a cat. No, I got you. <laughs> so one big fella. Carl Weathers is Action Jackson. And action is on the way. Mark it on your calendar. That day is coming. Yeah, so uh, Craig R. Baxley, he was a stunt coordinator and second unit director on Predator. Fact. Yeah, and brought uh, quite a few of them with him, didn't he? Certainly yeah. did. <laughs> yeah, he did stunts on The Warriors, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and uh, he had a little run there of directing uh, Stone Cold Classics. I say that. Yeah, with and a right, bit of a yeah, yeah, yes. It's a, what a bloody trilogy he put together in <laughs> about three years or two years. And then he just thought, right, that'll do. See you later. Yeah. TV movies for me now. Yeah, Jesus, though. Yeah, he did Action Jackson in 88. He did Dark Angel with Dolph Lundgren in 90. I come in peace. And then to cap it all off, he did Stone Cold in 91 with yeah, Brian Bosworth. With the boss himself. Lance Henriksen, William Forsyth. Yeah, William Forsyth. Yeah, what a bloody triple threat that is. Absolutely brilliant. And this, this is his debut movie, feature length. Jesus Christ, he bloody didn't have come out swinging. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly did, and he had Carl Weathers to thank for that. You know Carl Weathers. He, he needs no introduction to this podcast. <laughs> He plays the the title of the film, Action Jackson. The titular character. The titular character. Carl Weathers, of course. You know him from Predator, the Rocky films, Happy Gilmore, Arrested Development. And our Carl Weathers universe. Yeah, and the Star Wars universe. Oh yeah, maybe also them as well. I don't know, probably nobody's heard of that. Carl Weathers came up with the idea of this film on the set of Predator, you know. Really? It was during a conversation with uh, Joel Silver about their shared love of 1970s black exploitation films. Yeah, well, rightly so as well. They got the title after Carl Weathers spoke to an Australian crew member about the project. And to indicate his uh, interest in working on the film, the crew member said, I'm in like Action Jackson. 
Bloody hell. Imagine that. Imagine it's as easy as that. You said the right thing to Carl Weathers. You get a film. Yeah, and obviously he brought Bill Duke with him. Big Bill. Bill Duke plays the Carl Weathers character. Yeah, yeah, he does actually, yes. And, he um, plays the captain. Yeah, I was watching it thinking, that's the job he went on to get, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, uh, Bill Duke, of course, played Duke in Predator. Yeah, very clever. Shaving his face so close that he snaps the razor on yeah, his own face. I, I used to do that as well. Really hurt. <laughs> Did you know that the studio wanted to turn this into a franchise? I wished they had, yeah. to be honest with you. I think this, this is one of those films that you just watch and think, how the hell did no more get made? No. It's perfect. It even finishes perfect like, for another one. Yeah, and I think they actually set up characters as well, as in yes, like, we're going yeah, to come back to... that's what I mean. To... They did, yeah. There's enough characterization in it where you just think, I can't wait to see what happens to them next. Yeah, there, there was a film called Dangerous Passion, which was released in 1990, which is totally unrelated to this film. Um, in some countries, that was released as Action Jackson really? 2. Yeah, this also stars Craig T. Nelson from uh, Poltergeist fame. Yes. And The Incredibles. And Blades of Glory. Uh, he was in The Hills Have Eyes as well, wasn't he? Yeah, you got Vanity, real name Denise Matthews. She plays Sydney Ash. Vanity was the lead singer of a girl group called Vanity Six. Nice. Who was the other ones? Uh, well, it was a group formed. They're all by... called Vanity. <laughs> it was a group formed by Prince. You can tell by the music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was, it was Prince. Obviously he wanted, not, uh, not playing Vanity, I recognise that. He wanted to initially call the band The Hookers. <laughs> That's Prince. And he wanted her name to be Vagina. <laughs> but she refused. It's like one of our film pitches. <laughs> <laughs> but she refused. Really? Why? He stated that she was the female version of him. Yeah, but he's not called Penis, is he? Well, that's what I call him. (laughs) Sorry, all you Prince fans out there. Yeah, come on, give the man some credit. He made Love Shack. She was also in a film called 50... (laughs) Brilliant. Thank you. She was also in a film called 52 Pickup, where she plays a... Oh, uh, Roy Scheider's in that, isn't Yes, she plays the stripper that's assisting blackmail victim, played by Roy Scheider. Yeah. 1995, she turned her back on the entertainment industry and dedicated her life to the Christian faith. That's nice. And then died at 57 years old oh. from kidney problems due to a 10-year crack cocaine addiction. Really? Yeah. Really? I thought, well, she was very in-depth characterization then, wasn't she? I know, especially Carl Weathers. Yeah, I thought, thought he sort her a lesson, valuable. you got Sharon Stone ridiculously playing Craig T. Nelson's wife. <laughs> yeah. Sharon Stone's got two characters, hasn't she, that she plays. Yeah. Well, not in this film. Yeah, not in, not know, in this yeah. film. She doesn't play two different characters. Uh, what's the other one? Well, she plays like a naive, oh. loving wife. Crying wife, yeah. like in Casino. Or, well, no, she plays both in that film, Yeah, actually. yeah. Or um, cruel, manipulative, uh, Sex se- sexy-driven potential murderer. Yeah, yeah. That's the two things she's got. Yeah. She's in uh, Above the Law, isn't she, Nico? Yeah. With Seagal, where, she's, she, this, where she's this character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This film, she's this character. She's just the wi- the naive wife who believes everything and just cries a bit. Yeah. And then obviously she went on and did the uh, bloody sex pot murderer with Michael Douglas. Mm-hmm. That's against uh, Yeah, and uh, Sliver with when one of the one of the Baldwins just sits and wanks over his massive screen. Nice. Yeah, I think. That was like my weekend. <laughs> <laughs> weekend at the Baldwins. <laughs> 
I've got a plot for you, Ken. You ready? Okay, go for it. Vengeance drives a tough Detroit cop to stay on the trail of a power-hungry auto-magnet who's systematically eliminating his competition. Yeah. It, uh, to be honest, as a plot, I thought it was a bit odd that they used all of the the cars. But yeah. it's in Detroit, I suppose. Yeah. It's the motor city. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got all of that. Not being from America, obviously. It's a bit different over here. We don't really know or care. But um, yeah, I got it. I just thought, okay, it's a bit weird. It's a struggle for power just by making cars. I will say, to our massive majority of fan base <laughs> in the in America, we do care. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Detroit's not a big listener. Got some keywords for you, Ken. You ready? Hey, Detroit, my hometown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go for it. Tough cop. Nice. Machismo. That's in every single one we've done so far. Rightly so. Muscle man. Yes. Mustache. <laughs> yes. Imagine that. Imagine somebody's writing the keywords in this film. Oh, there's a mustache. Because <laughs> I'm almost certain nobody says it. Nobody <laughs> says the word mustache in this film. Unless they're leaving very quickly. <laughs> um, somersault. Yes. That'd be a good name for a character. Summer salt. Yeah, she she's a. Um, I don't know. We'll get into that in the pitch. Okay, I'll write. I write them down for the character. Exploding body. Yep. Exploding car. Yes. Exploding truck. Yes. Reference to Mister T. <laughs> yes. Reference to Bigfoot. Yes. Female frontal nudity. Yes, please. Female rear nudity. Oh, I why not. Breasts. <laughs> yes. Kissing whilst having sex. <laughs> and last but not least, genital dismemberment. <laughs> yes. Wasn't that one of the robots on Robot Wars? It's an album by Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> All of them, I think. I've got two taglines for you, Ken. Go for it. The first one is, it's time for action. Yes. Classic. Yeah, I can't argue with that. This one. Name, Jericho Jackson. Mm. Nickname, Action. Home, Detroit. Profession, Cop. Education, Harvard Law. Hobby, Fighting Crime. Weapon, You're Looking at Him. No, that's not so much a tagline, is it? That's like a dating profile. <laughs> that's, that's bloody awful, that. Was there no picture on the front cover or something? There's no room for an image. No, I don't like that. That's great. You're looking at them and it's just a blank cover. <laughs> okay. That's terrible. I don't should, like that at all. We should message that over to the guy from Valentine. He's probably doing a bit better than the video <laughs> conferences he's doing. Yeah, I didn't like that one, no. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. So we start with a woman. She's uh, she's from Scrooge, this woman. All right, okay. She's yes, a, I wondered where she was from. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I do recognise her. She's the um she's the woman up in the in the booth, isn't she? She yeah, well she's the one that tells Sir Frank Cross that the old woman's dead and gives her, gives him the paper. Oh, I don't forget it then. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, she, she's a receptionist. She wants to go home. She's in a skyscraper office. She's got her boss there. Her boss is called Stringer. Yeah, I'll tell you who he is. 
He's the bad guy in Red Heat. Yes. The the dirty Russian. Yeah. The filthy, murderous Russian guy who looks like he could only ever play a bad guy. Mm. And in this, he doesn't. So that fucks that up. And is this was the same year as Red Heat, I believe. Yeah. From the list that you, we did in 1988. Um, yeah, it's incredible. So in the first couple of minutes, it's like, I know them too. Yeah, it's like they shot all of these films just at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, man. He wants her to write a condolence letter uh, when they hear something banging. And that something is some sort of SWAT team of goons. Yeah, yeah, because we, we get the the opening scene is like the city skyline, isn't it? And it's like a chopper going across the water, approaching the city. And then we like we go into one of the buildings and that, that's where they are. Yeah. yeah. It's all linked, you see, because usually that's just the opening scene. You know, the chopper's got nothing to do with it, has it? Usually it's just that's how they got the footage. But on this occasion... It's part of it. Full credit to the director. Yeah. The uh, the SWAT team come abseiling through the windows. You know those bulletproof glass windows that are in all uh, <laughs> it's the 80s. Maybe they weren't. Um, I love that. <laughs> made me laugh. My first laugh out loud yeah, moment. it's going to be the same as mine, isn't it? Was the secretary just getting punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, just getting Instantly, punched. your head butted or she something. She gets punched straight through a plate glass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And she's dead, that's it. She's not got time to even scream. She just gets <laughs> punched straight away. We get spinning knife guy now. Gets his, He's got a butterfly knife. Yeah, he has, yeah. Flipping yeah. it around and shit. You know, you do all that time wasting, we're getting a butterfly knife open. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but still, it looks pretty cool. He, only, he throws it straight at Stringer. Yeah, Stringer's going for the door. He goes to grab the handle and knife straight through the hand. Straight into through the door. Hand. It's, good. it's incredible aiming. He pulls the knife out, Stringer, opens the door... And as he opens the door, there's a guy there as well. Just punches him right in the face. Yeah, I think that might be a mullet. I don't know. One of them's got a mullet. Maybe two of them have a mullet. Yeah, they do. How long was he there for, that guy? <laughs> like Melchett. <laughs> just... he, he came up in the elevator there, didn't he? It's <laughs> <laughs> a big high building. He was there. Sorry I'm late, guys. Or maybe that was just a disgruntled employee <laughs> handing in his resignation. <laughs> Bobcat Goldthwaite. <laughs> yeah. From Scrooge. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Stringer, he gets surrounded as he crawls away, and we see the four guys standing in silhouette. And I thought they look. I thought, fucking hell, it's the police. Sting. Sting and his men. <laughs> oh, right. I thought you meant the cops. I was going to say they're a bit heavy handed <laughs> if it was. And I know for all you, dear bad movie cults, when oh when will you realise that there were three members of the police and there's four people here? I'm including ex member Henry Padovani, of course. <laughs> so fuck you. Yeah, joke's on you. Pedants. Yeah, anyway, Sting's got a grenade launcher. <laughs> Seems overkill. Yeah, well, that's Sting for you. <laughs> yeah. So up to his tantric nonsense. That <laughs> tantric seems like nonsense. overkill. <laughs> that was one of your films, wasn't it? Tantric nonsense. <laughs> it was indeed, yeah. Uh, it does seem overkill, but he shoots the shoot stringer who explodes and flies <laughs> backwards through the window. Yeah, he smashes out of a window, explodes as he's going. Into a ball of flames. Yeah. And then falls from the building that he's in yeah. straight into the restaurant that's below. somehow below. Yeah, also made of glass. Yeah. Yeah, falls straight into the restaurant on fire. A uh, woman screams very quickly. She reacts really quickly. The guy next to her just finishes what he's eating. So he can barely finish his lunch. He's so <laughs> I think so he upset. probably does. Yeah. I think he does. He's yeah. paid a lot. So it looks expensive, that place. Yeah. I think on the, the card afterwards, that almost ruined our dinner. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, nowadays he'd be straight to the paper, wouldn't he? Online, online yeah. warrior. Yeah, yeah demanding Yelper. a refund. Yeah. yeah. What an opening scene that is. Yeah, exactly. I actually wrote that. I thought, Jesus Christ, what an opening. I also oh, don't even know what it's about. Like nowadays, that would have just been a CGI man. They actually got a dummy or something, set it on fire and threw it out of a fucking skyscraper. I think it was skyscraper. The, the actor himself. Oh, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen anything since. That makes sense. <laughs> he was in Red Heat and this. And then, and then he was, was killed. Yeah. <laughs> and then they killed him. <laughs> but he was a, a stunt coordinator as well, wasn't he? The director. Yeah, he was. Before yeah. he did any yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. So he he, he was, did the stunts in Predator. He did uh, the A Team as well for years. He was in the A Team. Yeah, he did a lot of TV stunts, and, and he um, he also directed the A Team. Five O was another one. He directed episodes of the A Team before this oh, feature really? length film. Yeah. Nice, and uh, so you know he knows what he's doing when it comes to action. Although this is perhaps a little bit more explicit than what he was up to at the 80s, <laughs> which just means jumping from a chair onto somebody's back yes. and then collapsing instantly and being knocked out. That kind of thing, you know, 18 style. And we get cars being made, we get some funky music, and we get an action Jackson tile card. That's right, it's the opening credits. And we do, we get to see the, the car foundries, don't we, and the machinery and everything. You know, it's the Motor City. Yeah, we, um, I love that place. I love the car <laughs> industry and I love what it's done for the world. Well done, Detroit. My hometown. If you're wondering what the theme song is, it's by the Pointer Sisters. And it's also, the, um, it was a statement in Ken's recent trial. It's, uh, he turned he turned me out. <laughs> your honour. <laughs> <laughs> So, Ken, if you can climb down off the table and stop dancing for just a few minutes. <laughs> hey, man, he turned me out. I have more to say. Uh, we see a young lad eyeing a woman up for her money. This is Albert. Yeah, this is Albert, who seems to be somewhat slow as a human. <laughs> Mentally, it appeared to me. Yeah, he's, he's slow in every aspect, I think, because... I don't know, he, he splits in the later scenes, doesn't he? He hightails it out of there in a couple of scenes. To be honest, I think I have a I have a reason for for his slowness, which I'll I'll mention in a second. Okay, he's trying to rob people, and he gets foiled when a cop comes and stands next to him, also eyeing this woman up for some money. It looks like he's staring <laughs> as well. He's dejected, Albert. He's not happy with this, so he tries his luck on the streets. Unfortunately, the long arm of the law is watching. Yeah, who is it though? Well, can you guess? No, you could never guess. It's officers Cornblow and Lack. <laughs> I'd describe these two as knuckleheads. Uh, yeah, I think intentionally. Intentionally so. Cornblow is more of a knucklehead, though, isn't he? Of the two. Cornblow is Biff Tannen. Yes, he is. Yeah, it's good to see he turned his life around there. <laughs> Back to the future. <laughs> Must be before he got the almanac. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. after he'd finally graduated from high school. Yeah. So, you know, it's just in the middle. Yeah. I think it's just in the middle, isn't it? Uh, Albert, he watches what looks to be a man in drag. <laughs> I thought it was Martin Lawrence from Big Mama's <laughs> house. <laughs> That's got to be a bloke, it is a man, it? I'm he's sure. Got, he's got five o'clock shadow. Yeah, but, you know, no disrespects if it was a lady. Cornblow and Lack, they see this unfolding and decide to watch for a bit of a laugh. Yeah, a little bit of amusement uh, for the police. 
Cornblow uh, says, I'm surprised he doesn't wear a shirt that says, I steal shit. Why would he wear that? It doesn't say it like that. <laughs> I steal shit. I steal <laughs> shit and question mark. <laughs> yeah, what the hell would that mean? <laughs> it's coming to the Bad Movie Cult website. <laughs> the I steal shit t-shirt. Yeah, it's alongside the Am I Money t-shirt <laughs> that we've got in the working. Lack says, this boy would have gone to... He says, this boy would have to go to college for four years just to reach the level of shit for brains. (laughs) He's got some good phrases. I do like him. It's a bit elaborate, isn't it, that sentence? It is, yeah. It takes a bit of a while to get to the punchline. (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately, Cornblower's got the time. Anyway, the woman beats Albert to the ground, just beats the shit out of him, walks off with her purse. Yep. Albert's lucky Richard fucking Harrison isn't around stealing purses. He'd be dead by now. <laughs> He'd have shot him in the streets. <laughs> he would have, yeah. Cornblow and Lack, they pick him up, put him in the back of their squad car. And here we get more classic dialogue uh, with possibly the best How Hard Is The Hero speech mm. I've ever heard. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great one. You, you're there. I mean, Seagal's got to be making notes during this part, hasn't yeah. he? I think they elaborate slightly on the truth. Fortunately that he believes every single word that they say. So what's your name? Albert. Albert Smith. Albert, your mother and father weren't by any chance brother and sister, were they? Amy, what's going to happen to me? Oh, nothing. Nothing much. Uh, You might have to endure a little session with uh, Action Jackson. (laughs) Who's Action? Action, Albert. Action Jackson. Yeah, some say he didn't even have a mother. That some researchers at NASA created him to be the first man to walk on the moon without a spacesuit. Mm-hmm. Others say his mother was molested by Bigfoot, and uh, Jackson is their mutant offspring. Lack says, yeah, they bring in Jackson when they want to re-educate some young ne'er-do-wells such as yourself, Albert. And Cornblow, he goes on again. He says, yeah, I remember one kid, he got re-educated so bad, his testicles climbed up into his belly and they wouldn't come out. <laughs> Not at all. Not even when coaxed. Gently. They called it a medical miracle. (laughs) Another kid, handcuffed to a chair, gnawed his own hand off like a trapped skunk or wolverine, (laughs) says Cornblow. (laughs) We cut away now, but I could only... I wish we stayed to see how far he went. Just keep going with it, yeah. 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 I believe killed everyone and everything. (laughs) Yeah, including us. Including me. (laughs) Twice. Anyway, they take Albert into the uh, station, carrying on saying Action Jackson is so vicious they don't even let him have a gun. Uh, Albert's very worried at this point. He's checking over his shoulder to see if he can spot the man himself. Cornblow says, sometimes he gets so riled up you've got to use one of those tranquilizer darts just to keep him in his chair. They sit Albert down and he's, uh, he's shaking like a shitting dog at this point, Ken. I don't know if you noticed that. I did indeed, yeah. Uh, he stands straight back up asking where Action Jackson is. And Lack sits him down with one of the best lines of the film. He says, keep your dick on, kid. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Uh, They're probably just cleaning out his cage. And to which uh, Cornblow says, why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? (laughs) (laughs) Never mind that, though. Imagine, though, and then in the corner is a cage that they're cleaning out that one of the the, the detective lives in instead of having a desk. Yeah. He's there and he's like mutant. Bigfoot with like spaceman suit without the helmet on, and you know, and he, he is all that. Just throwing his shit at everyone. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Carl Weathers, you, you do that. You're up for that. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, that's probably why they didn't make the rest of the franchise. <laughs> that was the idea he came up with. That was the, the origin scene. story. <laughs> oh, superb. Never mind that, though. It's time for some police... Um, not brutality, but... It's not brutality at all, is it? No. It's more sort of... Sexual harassment, harassment yeah. yeah. Abuse of power. Because Lackham Cornblow have a more pressing matter to attend to, trying to get a woman in custody to give them hand jobs. Yeah. She offers a foot job instead. And what she means by that, she, he says how much for a foot job, and she says, for you it's free to Cornblow, and kicks him right in the undercarriage. <laughs> In the chaos, Albert escapes over the tables. He's dodging police officers. He goes running into uh, like pedestrians or like people who are being signed, um, written in and stuff like that. You know the sort of thing that goes on in the back of these precincts. Yeah. Everyone's just walking everywhere. It's totally unchoreographed. And there's a guy there, a cop, pouring himself a cup of coffee, and Albert runs straight into him. Mm. He drops the the glass container of coffee, smashes all over a desk filled with paperwork. And whose desk could this belong to? Well, there's a name badge on there, and it tells you who it is. Detective Jackson. It's Sergeant Jackson. It's fucking Carl Weathers. Hello, Carl. Welcome to the Bad Movie (laughs) Called Podcast. Yes! Good to have you on, Carl. Uh, He stands up and utters one line, which is enough to make Albert faint from fright. He says the line, mellow out. That's his first line of the film. (laughs) Albert gets taken away and we get some classic banter between Jackson and his old partner, Detective Cotterwell. Cotterwell, I've seen him in something as well. I've seen him in, in things. The guy who plays him, but I didn't I didn't look him up. <laughs> then allow me. He's been in stuff. He's been in things. He has. You're right. Moving on. <laughs> um, he was in uh, Lethal Weapon. Well, which one? First one? Uh, yes. Nice. Yep, as McCaskey. Uh, he was also in The Hitcher. Before oh, that, in yeah, in Lethal Weapon, he plays a similar character to this. Yeah, I think. yeah, he's just another cop, isn't he? Yeah, yeah and like a fucking dickhead. Yeah, a little sleazeball yeah. kind of guy. Yeah, and he's in, in what the Hitcher. Yeah, with uh, Rutger Hauer. Yeah, as, as a trooper in that. Oh, one. so okay. he's, he basically just plays policeman. Yeah, I think he looks like a sleazy policeman to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I mean, in this, he's a bit of a weird character because yes. you're not really sure if he's supposed to be on. Jackson's side, whether he's you know doesn't like him, whether he does like him, you know whether they fell out or whether they're still okay. It's a, yeah. it's a bit of an odd one on this one, but uh, yeah, yeah. Because you look at like uh, when we did Cobra, the dad from Hellraiser, his character, you knew straight away he was oh, the yeah, Weasley. Yeah, yeah. yeah this he, guy yeah. kind of goes between, doesn't he? Yeah, because he, he still sort of like reports stuff on him, doesn't he? Yeah, but he's also his buddy. Yeah, he gives, Cartwell gives uh, Jackson shit for being nothing but a pencil pusher, whilst Jackson gives him both barrels by mocking his recent arrest. Cartwell says he can't believe he stayed partner with Jackson for as long as he did. Yeah. And Jackson says, somebody had to carry you. Just to uh, clear anything up, Cartwell isn't paraplegic. <laughs> <laughs> He's, uh, but he is at this moment on Carl Weathers' back, like Yoda. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just pointing where he wants to go. <laughs> He's just carrying him round on his back. <laughs> and where he wants to go is the captain's office. Of course he does. He wants to go see the big big Bill Duke, the man himself. I say it should have been Carl Weathers, but if you can't get Carl Weathers to do it, you've got to get big Bill Duke in, haven't you? He's the only man that could give Carl Weathers a rollicking, and Carl Weathers would accept it. Yeah, absolutely. He's got to be, hasn't he? Yeah. You've got to be looking around that office. You ain't taking no shit from anyone else James Earl Jones? Oh, I suppose. 
He'd be his dad, wouldn't he? In a yeah, film? he would be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously, as you say, Bill. In fact, he, he might be before we finish this uh, <laughs> this recording. He might well be his dad in that film. Bill Duke's playing Captain Armbruster. There's some crazy names in this. Yeah, I was upset that that had the letter R. Oh, in it. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking if he was called Captain Armbuster, that would be fucking brilliant. Yeah. Better than the Joint Buster, the gun from the Ultimate Weapon. <laughs> yeah, just takes out the hip, <laughs> whatever the fuck it says. It did indeed, yeah. yeah of, a, of a pig. That's fucking ridiculous, yeah, gun. Whereas, whereas Bill Duke is Captain Arm Bruster. Yeah. yeah. What does that mean? I think it was a song by uh, The Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> More, more on Captain Armbruster later, but for now, Cottowell, he hands Jackson his empty coffee cup, asking him to file it for him, and he heads into the captain's office. We get a quick shot of Albert noticing Jackson again, and he faints some more. Yeah, like yeah. A, in a comedy fainting moment. Yeah, and this is what I'm saying about him being slow. I reckon someone needs to check that kid for a possible brain tumour. Yeah, he's not right, is he? He shouldn't be fainting that often. <laughs> I mean, we didn't faint that much from Carl Weathers, and Albert hasn't even been threatened with sexual assault. Not yet, he hasn't. (laughs) (laughs) He might do before the end of the film. More of that later. (laughs) In the captain's office, Cartwell is telling the captain about the killing we just saw at the beginning of the film. What I like here is that uh, Sergeant Jackson is just listening very, very sneakily to the conversation, even though it's a glass door in a glass office. So and he's, he's massive. Yeah, so he can be seen. <laughs> However, <laughs> nobody notices he's there doing it. Yeah. Except, obviously, uh, Albert, who's fainted, can't tell anyone. Uh, Cotwell talks about not being able to do an autopsy and no damage to the secretary's lungs from the fire, so she was dead before. Why are you even check? What are you even checking? Well, you think it was a fire that killed these two people? <laughs> the rest of the place is he fine. He was only on fire when he went outside. He smashed through the window. He <laughs> yeah. burst into flame outside. Yeah. <laughs> there was no fire in the building at all. Uh, he said it was unusual for them to uh, work late. <laughs> to have exploded, as they neither of them have ever exploded before. Sorry, he said it wasn't unusual. Oh, this is, oh yeah. Uh, Tom Jones came in. <laughs> <laughs> corrected him. <laughs> yeah. He said it wasn't unusual for them to work late together, and the coroner didn't seem to think he was, and I quote, slipping her the old protein pickup. <laughs> yeah, which Bill Duke spits out his coffee. All over his desk. He doesn't do that, of course. He's used to that kind of banter. It's a good thing he did, because that was filled with Jackson's protein pickle. <laughs> the captain tells him to keep a leash on his vocabulary, which I liked. Yeah. He's a proper captain, isn't he? Yeah. And Cartwell leaves the office. We get more back and forth with him and Jackson, who's just got back from filing the coffee cup. <laughs> <laughs> Under C for coffee cup. You see, in the, in the files behind on C, there's a cup there. <laughs> It's a huge cabinet <laughs> full of everything in the office. Uh, Cartwell notices that Albert's getting back up off the ground and he asks Jackson if he threatened him and Jackson says, no, I just showed him a picture of your girlfriend. Ooh. Oh, 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 Jackson. Anyway, Jackson's turning <laughs> anyway, in the office. That shit. Jackson's turning in the office with the captain and we find out it's been two years since he was demoted back to a desk. Yeah, he was lieutenant. Action Jackson. The captain tells us more about his backstory. Uh, Jackson's not the captain's. He says that... (laughs) (laughs) We don't need the captain's backstory. He's probably got a photograph of it on his desk. That's his back passage. (laughs) That he has a photo of. (laughs) I mean, he's a prostate. (laughs) 
Look at that. Look at that, Jackson. I could eat your fucking dinner off that. <laughs> he, said, he tells us that Jackson was a high school track star. This is weird, isn't it? Because Jackson's like, I know. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it was me. What I've written. It's like, it was me, though. Jackson's like, yes. Uh, Harvard Law degree. But he wonders, why did And I wondered this as well, to be honest. Mm-hmm. He wonders why Jackson became a policeman, considering he's got a degree in law from Harvard. I thought, good point, yeah. It's what everyone wants to do, though, isn't it? Yeah, sit behind a fucking desk. Yeah, filing coffee cups. <laughs> anyway, he wasn't brought him in here just for a verbal protein pickup, Ken. I want to run down on things from his own past. He needs him to represent the force at the Detroit Businessman League's Man of the Year fundraiser. Of course, yeah, you got to have a rep. The captain was supposed to attend, but he had forgotten it was his wife's parcheesy night. <laughs> See, how's Bill Duke saying all this without smile? Although, I don't think he's ever smiled, has he, Bill Duke? Mm-mm. No, he's been too busy. Yeah. Acting tough. Shaving. Yeah. <laughs> His entire body. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he doesn't laugh at all when he says it, does he? He's got very odd eyes as well, Bill Duke. I think yeah. I would be terrified if Bill Duke spoke to me and, they've, and they've got maintained an eye contact with me. I'd just be like, shit. They've got more, more stern looking with age as well, if you've yeah. seen him recently. Yeah, he just looks, I don't know. Watery as well, like floating eyes. Yeah. Dead eyes floating on the ocean. Like a shark's eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever forgotten your wife's Parcheesy night? Never. It's on the calendar. (laughs) I don't even know what Parcheesy is. Me neither, actually. (laughs) I wonder if Bill Duke or Captain Armbruster actually knew what it was. Or whether he just got told that's what's happening and he was like, okay. Some sort of food thing. I think it may be, but I don't know. You don't go to a fucking parcheesy... Well, is it just cheese? And golf. <laughs> Part of the course. Yeah. I'm looking it up. Fuck this. <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Parcheesy. I've got it here. What do we call it? We don't call it that, do we? What the fuck? Parcheesi is a brand name American adaptation of the Indian cross and circle board game Pacheesi. What? It's a fucking board game. There you go. That sounds shit. It does, doesn't it? Imagine going to a fucking night. I mean, it's just that. Fuck me. You'd be like, fuck this. It's right right off. Uh, Jackson agrees to go, thinking it'll be a nice evening, you know, get him out of the house, that sort of thing. Uh, Until the captain tells him that the man of the year is none other than Peter Delaplane. Oh, shit. It's like red rag to a bull. Well, Action Jackson says, yeah, sure, and why don't you just make Charles, Charlie Manson the high school guidance counsellor? <laughs> uh, so it's in the pitch. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> and uh, captain, the captain says, just because, just because Delaplane had a few family problems, to which Jackson says... The man's son is a sexual psychopath. Yes. If I had family problems like that, I'd have myself neutered. Ooh. It would basically find out that Peter Delplane's son, called Sean Della Helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got a front row seat to some police brutality, courtesy of Action Jackson, and it cost Action Jackson his stripes. Yeah, we never meet his son, do we? Not yet. <laughs> Yes, the captain. <laughs> what? The answer's no. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, no, thank you. 
The captain says, you almost... Jesus Christ, this is like just one of the Marvel films where we're just all <laughs> building straight up to a sequel that it hasn't even been made yet. The captain says, you almost tore that boy's dick up. And I, <laughs> you almost tore that boy's arm off. And Action Jackson says, so he had a spare. It's good banter. Although, to be honest, I, I got a bit bored by the banter. Yeah, there's too much banter. There's too much banter. Especially with the the, um, partner. Yeah, there's too much... Because the the action itself in this film is violent and it's, like, really, really good. But there's too much lightheartedness. Yeah, everywhere. I don't know whether that came from his A-team days. Because in... um, in Dark Angel, there's not a lot, is there? That I came in no, peace. Can't even think that's, of, that's, quite, oh, yeah. that's quite a dark film. That yeah. one, that's quite nice. I uh, can't even think of anything. Stone, comedy. Stone Cold. There was a little bit, maybe from the bars, yeah. like throwing in a few bits. And obviously, just obviously his hair. I was going to say quite, just his look. That's quite lighthearted. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best hair I've ever fucking seen on a man. And you shut your mouth. What about the guy from the police in this? Yeah, but that's just that's just a wild mullet. The boss put some effort into his. He definitely did, didn't he? I mean, that looks superb, that. I used to want my hair like that. Like the nasty boys. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. It was pristine, his hair. Anyway, we're gonna co- we'll are gonna cover Stone Cold later on in, the, in life. Absolutely. <laughs> the captain tells us it not only cost Jackson his lieutenant stripes, but it also cost him his marriage and his gun permit. Imagine that. Imagine being all of that, just on one thing. All because of Peter Delaplane. <laughs> He says he doesn't expect him to lick the anus of Peter Delaplane. He just wants to be sure Action Jackson... As he says that, he just taps on his photograph of... <laughs> <laughs> of his own colon. He just wants to be sure his Action Jackson days are far behind him. And then after that, they can think about giving him his stripes back. Jackson leaves the office and we get a voiceover... And we cut to the Man of the Year Awards. I thought it'd be good if he'd got his stripes there in his drawer or something. Or if he's just like got them in his hand, waving them. Mm. Maybe you get your stripes back. Yeah, and lifting them above his head so he can't reach them. <laughs> uh, we got some old fuck telling us how great Peter Delaplane is before inviting him uh, to the stage. And this is our first look. He, he, he says, he's, he's like, because uh, he's got a new car out, hasn't he? He's got a new car and it's the uh, Halley. And he says it's like Halley's Comet. And like Halley's Comet, Peter Delaplane only comes once in a lifetime. Fortunate I, for his wife. Which I, uh, <laughs> I looked up Halley's Comet and it's like once every 76 years. So it's potentially twice a lifetime with current uh, age people. Yeah. So, you know, it's like roughly 75, 76 years. It, it, uh, it will be visible. I've already seen it once in my lifetime. No, I haven't. No, there you go, you see. You never will. You'll be dead by then. I'm going to carry on. It was... Uh, last <laughs> Sound more of a threat than an <laughs> intuition. 1986. Yeah. Yeah, next time it'll be uh, 2061. So we've got another 40, just under 40 years left. Actually, no, I'll be dead by then, won't I? No way am I living that long. I hope so. Yeah. I'll be dead before 2031, with any luck for everyone. Fingers crossed, everybody. <laughs> Speaking of luck, we got our first look at Craig T. Nelson, who's getting handshakes, he's getting applause, he's giving a speech. you got Action Jackson, he's in a tux looking on, he's looking good in the tux. He does look good. Could have he been look, James Bond. He looks good in everything in this. He does, yeah. He really does. He doesn't have a right to look good in some of the stuff he wears, but he does look good. Yeah, yeah. And the movie, it shifts up a gear now as we see the arrival of Sharon Stone. Yeah, she comes slinking into the film, doesn't she? Yeah, walks past Jackson, complains about that she can't hear anything from the back. And uh, Jackson says, 
Oh, I know, it's the best seat in the house. Oh, yeah. And she says, I take it you're not one of Mr. Delaplane's friends? And he says, not unless they've changed the definition. Imagine if the, if the film stopped, though, while she did look that up. <laughs> She's got a massive dictionary. <laughs> she goes straight over to the bookcase to get the encyclopedia out. <laughs> got the glasses on the end of her nose, yeah. just skimming the pages. Uh, back on stage, the man of the year introduces everyone to his lovely bride and points to her to come on stage. And he points to Sharon Stone. Holy shit, what are the chances of that happening? It turns out, Ken, that Sharon Stone is none other than Peter Delaplane's lovely wife, Patrice Della Fishing Boat. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome, Patrice. I bet I can change your mind, she says to Jackson before heading off to join her husband before on stage. Before sauntering off like Jessica Rabbit. She's got that walk down yeah, pretty exactly, good, hasn't yeah. she? Even, even back in the 80s, yeah. yeah. I mean, she's still beautiful, isn't she? Sharon yeah. Stone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fair play to her. Uh, later on at the same party, we see Action Jackson. He's pulled some sort of, I don't know, sugar daddy? <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> He's putting his Harvard Law degree to good use by discussing liability. Yeah, he's just shooting the shit, isn't he, with some bigwig... Old fuck. Cock of the North. Bigwig old fuck is his name. (laughs) Uh, Bigwig notices that Patrice is laughing like a moron together with Peter in the middle of the room and asks Jackson what he thinks to the man of the year. And Jackson says he thinks he's a greedy, conceited, two-faced, backstabbing asshole. Hmm. Yeah, which he gives a big wide-eyed stare at, doesn't he? And yeah. says, yes, that pretty much covers it. Yeah, he agrees. Yeah, and then they go... <laughs> which is when Peter and Patrice, they come over and Patrice attempts to introduce them, but Carl Weathers needs no introduction. He doesn't. He says, I know who this is. This is Carl Weathers <laughs> from the Rocky franchise and recently from Predator. Living in America. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and he pulls his shirt off. He's got his little uh, Union... Uh, no, he's bloody Stars Union. and Stripes. Stars and Stripes shorts on. Yeah, yeah, it gives us his little fancy footwork. Peter does know who he is, but sort of, because he says, you have this nickname, what is it? Excitement? Enthusiasm? They were some of the film titles suggestions that were on the cutting room floor. Excitement Jackson. Esprit de corps? <laughs> Esprit de corps is a feeling of pride and mutual loyalty shared by the members of a group. <laughs> BMC, giving you knowledge. Yeah, it turns out, no. It says, action. Yeah. It's action. Yeah. Really then, loudly, so everyone looks around. Some, yeah, and then somebody just uh, snaps a clapperboard. I don't know if you noticed, Ken. In shot, just like... Yeah. <laughs> it was like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Already filming. I don't know if you noticed as well, Ken, but you know the old fuck from earlier? Mm-hmm. He's doing the drop-dead Fred um, <laughs> going along the floor looking up women's skirts. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you have to ask him. <laughs> he just likes pants. <laughs> Patrice, how, how the two met, and Peter tells her it was through his son, to which Jackson says... Well, he must be a popular boy in his new home. Now here, all it takes is the right opening. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically just jokes about prison rape, isn't it? To to the father of someone who's probably being prison raped. Yeah, or maybe not if he looks like Craig T. Nelson. But anyway, Delaplane's chauffeur interrupts saying the car is ready for him, and it's our old mate, Ken Leong. Yeah, it is, yeah. Ken Leong is in every action film you've ever seen. Yes, 
from this particular era, I, yeah. would, I would say. Yes, he's the uh, he's the Asian gentleman with balding top hair, but long, long hair at the back. Yeah, Fu Manchu. Yeah, he's only a little man. Yeah. But uh, he's a very, very proficient fighter. Quickly list off stuff so you've seen him in. Lethal Weapon, Die Hard, Big Trouble in Little China, They Live, Death Warrant, Showdown Little Tokyo, Last Action Hero, Hot Shots Part 2, Beverly Hills Cop 3, and of course he played Genghis Khan in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. There you go, you see. Told you it was every film you've ever seen. <laughs> there was, um, when he got married, um, there was uh, the advert in the paper. The bride's parents put uh, an advert in the paper and it was the um, invite to the wedding. And it was a picture of him in one of these films and saying, if you are worried that this man will marry your daughter, don't. He's marrying ours. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> yeah, it That's is. Yeah. brilliant. Yeah, I saw it on Twitter. It's really, really good. I just thought, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was just an invitation to their wedding. And it was just a picture of him in his full henchman style look. That's brilliant. Yeah, superb stuff. Anyway, Dead Plane, it says, it's been a pleasure to joke about my son's potential prison rape <laughs> and excuses himself and his wife. <laughs> yeah, and we, and we got straight away. Craig T. Nelson, by the way, was giving me... Um, um, Uh-oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, the David Carradine vibes from Lone Wolf McQuaid. <laughs> yes. In, in, the fa- in the fact that he looks about similar age in this and mm-hmm. also most unlikely to be doing what he does in the film. I've got to give a shout out right now that you've, met, you've mentioned it to Craig T. Nelson's hair mm. because that thing is, is it's on its way out in 1988. But if you see him in Blades of Glory, it's the same balding look. <laughs> like that's clung on. For 20 years <laughs> yeah. in that state. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite tenacious, isn't it? <laughs> the follicles that are left are clinging on. For dear life. Yeah, and they've stuck in there, so fair play to them. Yeah, but we're on a boat. We've got a comedian on board reading off some classics. Yeah, just uh, random uh, jokes about somebody who's got no arms and legs. What do you call a guy with no arms and legs? And he goes on and on and on. There's quite a few. Um, not going to tell him now, you know boring look them up we haven't got much time to enjoy ourselves anyway the comedian gets harpooned through the chest <laughs> yeah which the other guy doesn't even notice at first he thinks he's just got a stomach ache he's got a massive fuck off arrow straight through him yeah it's the police it is yeah woo, woo, woo. <laughs> the band of course not the oh sorry no yeah. sorry yeah sting he's got the old swirly butterfly knife throws it into the chest of the other guy goes overboard as well although he does make all the noise with his knife again first doesn't he thinking if you're going to go on a stealth uh, like killing mission you'd have it ready wouldn't you yeah instead but that's another knife he's lost i know although although, to be honest i think he probably picked the first one back up yeah because he he retrieved that didn't he because he pulled it out of his hand and threw it away so he probably just got that yeah, this one, he loses this. Definitely lost. Yeah. And he, well, he's not happy, is he, Sting? Because he says, I can't, I can't, I can't stand losing. My knife. I can't, <laughs> I can't stand losing. Yeah, he does. That's yeah. what he says, yeah. Uh, there's, a guy, there's a guy in the main bit of the boat. He's on a phone call. He calls himself Mr. Security. It's a bit fucking cocky of him. It is, yeah, considering we know what's going down outside. He says he's got this place tighter than the Pope's poop shoot. Tighter than Captain Armbruster's prostate. 
<laughs> they all know about it. It was a full page advert in the paper. We've got so many T-shirts we need to release. Can you realise? <laughs> Who wouldn't want that? A picture of Bill Duke on it on the front with his thumbs up. I mean, <laughs> oh, not literally. <laughs> He's not a doctor. <laughs> Anyway, the rest of the band turn up. You've got Andy Summers, the guitarist. He kicks the shit out of the last guard, snaps his neck. Rightly so. There's a knock at the door of Mr. Security. He heads over to answer it. And as he does, the drummer, Stuart Copeland, handcuffs a briefcase to Mr. Security's arm, punches him to the ground. Uh, the phone call he was having, by the way, where he claimed to be Mr. Security, uh, he was talking about the explosive death of uh, Stringer at the beginning. Yeah. So, you know, they, you know it's connected. You know this isn't just a random assassination. Yeah. Dom overlooked that because he was so excited with his Sting reference jokes. So I'm just filling you in on the plot. Okay, people, carry on. Back to you and your Sting jokes, Dom. I can, I can, <laughs> I can't stop Sting jokes. I can't, I can't. <laughs> Uh, he opens the case, as uh, Mr. Security, as he's on the floor. He sees it's a bomb. It's a message in a bottle <laughs> inside. <laughs> See, I know a few. Anyway, crack on, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bomb, yeah. He, he, tries to get, he tries to get the cuffs off, but, but can't, and uh, he ends up starting his scream way too early into the count. <laughs> yeah, he does. He gives us a long... Yeah. He starts at about nine seconds. That's way too early. If you've ever got a bomb strapped to you and it's counting down to zero, don't start at nine. That's ridiculous. It is a long scream. You'd have to possibly take a breath and start again. I thought he was going to. Yeah. I think they cut away just in time and the, the bomb blows up. He actually goes cross-eyed as well, doesn't he? It's almost like a comedy death. Yeah. The bomb blows up. The boat blows up. Everything blows up except uh, the band who yeah. are on a little dinghy. They're a very tiny boat yeah, for yeah, how yeah. many there is of them. Yeah, how do they all get on there that quick as well? Anyway, yeah, they're, they're, they're safe. They're away. They're gone. We cut to Action Jackson. He's in his red convertible 66 Impala. Very nice too. Beautiful. I like the front. is like a little sofa just at the front of the car there. Oh, yeah. I think about the front of the car. How does he see where he's going? <laughs> no. Got a sofa on it. In those cars, I think it's the same in Cadillacs. They're like sofas. It looks lovely though, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. White leather interior, I believe. Uh, we meet Clovis the valet. Yeah. Clovis. Good name. Bit of funny stuff here. They talk about tonight's game and Clovis drives away in his car too fast. Yeah, it's, it's a little comedy banter. Pointless. We head into his apartment and get a quick look at his pet bird, which we never know the name of. No. He never mentions it again, in fact. Well, he never mentions it in the first place. That's true. He doesn't come home and say, oh, look, I've got a pet bird. Why, <laughs> why, why would he do that? The captain did that for him. <laughs> why would he do any of that business? Uh, he gets a voice message from someone called Tony asking him to call him back. Yeah, it's his old buddy, Tony. I made a note of what the fuck is that in the corner? Is it a mannequin or a cardboard cutout? Of a person? Did is you it, see it? Is it Action Jackson? Is it the cardboard cutout from the like the film promo? Uh, we find out thanks to a news report on the TV about the bow explosion. Cut to the next day, Jackson, he's talking to his old partner, saying the uh, the two recent murders must be linked. He gets a call. It's Tony again. Says he needs to meet him at his place ASAP. It's a matter of life and death. Seems important. He heads over there and we see Tony is played by Robert Davey. Bloody Robert Davey. Now, Robert Davey is in everything you've ever seen. He's another one that you'll yeah. notice and you'll be like, oh shit, yeah, him. Yeah, you do recognise him a yeah. lot. 
He was in The Goonies. He was one of the bad guys in that. He was in Die Hard. He was a bad guy in Licence to Kill, yeah. the Bond film. Yeah, he's, he's pretty much, he, he does lend himself to be a very bad man. He's got he? the look of a bad yeah, man, hasn't he's, he? He's got yeah. the pockmarked face, hasn't he? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. He was also the, the, the good guy, though, in Maniac Cop 2 and 3. Yeah. Yes, he was. Yes, yes. The wrong arm of the law. Uh, Tony, he doesn't look too good. He's sweating. He's got a gun to his own head. He tells Jackson that with Norman, Grantham and Stringer dead, that leaves only Tony left alive. Yeah, you see see how connected this all is? It's not random. You think it's random, it's not. Action Jackson knows it's not. And now we're getting a confirmation, it's not. We find out, obviously, Stringer was was the man we saw at the beginning in the the high-rise. Grantham was the man on the boat and Norman was killed before we we joined the events of the film, I believe. Uh, Jackson asks who would want to kill him and Tony gives him a clue. He says, hot, hotter hottest which was referencing the commercial for the car that we saw earlier it would have been quicker just to have said his name yeah wouldn't it it's a matter of life and death why is he messing about with word games <laughs> actually yeah action jackson just shakes his head like no don't ring a bell like, i don't know what the fuck you're talking about what are you <laughs> microwaving something that kind of thing you know microwaves probably quite new back in the 80s yeah, he's like what's this witchcraft you speak of jackson <laughs> yeah he's having a hot pocket <laughs> I don't know what that is. Slang for an STD back in the day, I believe. Oh yes, great days. <laughs> we all had them. Action Jackson knows the about the car commercial, and he does say Peter Delaplane's name out loud just to confirm it to the audience. Thank Gives goodness. a little wink at yeah, the camera. Thank goodness, yeah. Cut to Joey's Club Elite. Yeah, looks nice, doesn't it? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> The worst fucking name I've ever heard in my life. It's either... The, Who the fuck is Joey? I know, it's, it's either Joey's or Club Elite. It's not both. Who is Joey? I don't know. We never get to meet Joey. From Friends? Yeah, could be. All connected. Unless they've changed the definition. Well, to, to quote J- Joey from Friends, Hey! That's, yeah. Yeah, from Happy Days. Yeah. Friend, friends happy and Happy friends. Happy Days. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, forget about it. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah that's him, yeah. <laughs> that's <the one. laughs> yeah. Yeah. We love that show. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I remember there's a my favourite line from Friends is, Hey Joey, there's a woman over there. Why don't you try and have sex with her? And he goes up to her and he's like, Hey <laughs> Yeah, and they do. No, they don't, and that's the comedy. Oh, no. She ends up having sex with herself. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I think that was a good episode, that one. Yeah. 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 That's called the one with um, Joey. <laughs> In it. Yeah. A bit. Yeah, once. Yeah. Anyway, we get some music, and it's Vanity. It's uh, She play obviously, as we say, sassy nightclub singer Sydney Ash. Yeah, beautiful woman. What do you think of this song? You like it? Uh, not particularly. Do your wrong, tell your lies 
quite groovy. It's quite hip. I, I, I can't really remember it. I think though I did remember. I remembered it enough to write down. This sounds a lot like Prince. Mm. Yeah, the music does. And you didn't know about the Prince connection? No. That's going to be confused with the Miami connection. <laughs> Listen to me. Uh, she's performing for Dead or Play, who sits alone at a table in the front. Um, it is lonely at the top, though, isn't it? That's what they say. Yeah. And remember that this is before opening time. All the tables have got the chairs on top of them and stuff like that. It's just him and he's on his own. He's drink, drinking a bottle of champagne to himself. She makes her way over to him, dancing and a singing. Yeah, slinking and a sliding. She says, I expected a standing ovation, to which he says... Now, see, I like this line. Because he stays seated and says, you're getting one. Yeah. <laughs> I just always, I like that. It's a great line. Yeah, he's either really short or it's an <laughs> erection joke. Yeah. But uh, he gets up immediately, he stands up immediately, so... Uh, it's like Anchorman. Yeah, <laughs> he just tips the table over and everything. <laughs> yeah, his champagne goes up. <laughs> I'd feel like a bit of your Anchorman <laughs> when he's talking to him. <laughs> uh, Della Play and Sydney, they head off upstairs and they bump into Ed the Bouncer. Ed, he's a big man, isn't he? He's a very large man. He interrupts him and asks if she's okay and if she needs him to accompany her and she says, no, this part she can do on her own. Yeah. Don't know what other party they need Ed for. I don't think I want to know, but whatever. Dead up playing. He gets in Ed's face after she goes upstairs and asks, Do you know who pays your salary? And he's like, Yeah, you, you cunt. Yeah, Ed butts him. <laughs> to be honest, what would he do if he did? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Fun fact for you, though. Yeah. Ed the Bouncer is played by Prince Hughes, is the name of the actor. Mm-hmm. He also played Idi Amin in the opening gu- in the uh, Naked Gun opening sequence oh, you know, yeah. when Drebin yeah. attacks them yeah, all. Yeah, where he's in the room with everyone. Yeah, yeah, he plays it. You oh, know, when he goes wow. flying out the window, yeah. Idi Amin does. Yeah, fun fact for you there. That is fun. Back at Tony's place, and thanks to uh, the camera angle, it looks a bit like Tony sitting on Jackson's knee as he info dumps the main plot of the film to us. Uh, we're just going to play it. Take it away, Tony. Working for Springham. My job was to keep tabs on people, ask questions, find out who's playing on what power plays, that kind of thing. Uh, Della Plain, he was, he was working his way through the union, finding out who was for him, who advanced. Stringer didn't trust him. He hated his guts, in fact. I mean, that's the same for Norman and for Grantham. Because of that, Della Plain wanted them out of the way. Tony, no, what you're saying to me is Delaplane's killing off unfriendly AWA leaders, and you don't know why he's doing it, and you don't have any evidence that he's doing it. Come on. Don't tell me that you're afraid of Delaplane, Jericho. Jackson, I used to know, wasn't afraid of nothing. One person you might try is Delaplane's mistress. She's a sinner. Her name is Sydney Ash, and she works at this club. Joey's the club elite. All right? I'm not wasting your time, Jericho. Promise you that I'm onto something. Uh, Tony basically tells Jackson to speak to Delaplane's mistress, and she's a singer called Sydney Ash. She works at his club, Joey's Club Elite. Forget about it. How are you today? <laughs> How are you there? <laughs> That's it. I oh, think he says. Yes. That's his catchphrase. It's not a. No, no, yeah. no, no. That was uh, uh, Richie Cunningham's. Yeah, and and. Yeah. How jo- are you there? How are you this fine evening? <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. it, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jackson agrees to look into it, and he leaves and heads into the elevator. And out of it, as he's leaving, comes an APS delivery guy in sunglasses. He reminds me of someone, but I can't think of who. 
Well, I'll tell you what I thought when I saw him. Murderer. Yes. Because I think he's, yeah. he's got that written on his shirt. He's got APS, murderer, written on his shirt. And on the parcel, he's got murderer written on it as well. Yeah, this has a gun. Yeah, gun. Yeah, but Action Jackson just thinks, normal guy doing his job. Yeah. Respect. He delivers to Tony anyway, this uh, this guy. and um, Considering Tony's in fear for his life and he's like, you know, he's got a messy apartment and he's just terrified of everything, he's more than happy to sign for a parcel he doesn't expect. Yeah, no, open the door yeah to he's him, absolutely yeah. thrilled to bits. He's like, oh, brilliant. Yeah, special delivery, a bullet to the chest. Ooh. Kills Tony to death. Yeah, he's out of there. He ain't coming back from this one. Oh, no. And we head back to Joey's Club Elite. Sydney and Della play, and they're fooling around in the upstairs apartment. Sydney asks if uh, he's ever going to tell his wife about her, to which she says, why the hell would I? Yeah, <laughs> which, which is, is a massively fair point yeah. to, to Mr. Delaplane. She starts reeling off a list of promises he made to her, like coming to see her more often. Music agent from Motown Records coming to hear her sing. Or maybe even cutting a record and, you know, going places in her career. He's promised her all that and it's not happening, but she seems fine with it. Well, that's because what he does offer her right there and then is a little bag of drugs. I've put that this looks like, you know, like what you've seen, like the syringe is like something you only see in sci-fi. It's like chrome and massive. Yeah, it is. It's huge. Like you never see syringes like this in real life. No. The chamber to hold the liquid in is like a pint. (laughs) (laughs) A pint of drugs. Please, barman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he injects her with it, and uh, she goes to sleep. Yeah, it seems a bit weird that he's gone there just to make her go to sleep. Maybe that's how he likes them. Mm, I suppose. Got a touch of the Jeffrey Dahmer about him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Action Jackson goes to see Tony's body at the morgue anyway. Jackson tells the doctor him and Tony went to high school together. They were on the track team. And the doctor says that Cotterwell ridiculously thinks it was suicide. (laughs) This is mental. Yeah, but the reason he gives for not thinking it's suicide also misses out the point that I think is glaringly fucking obvious. He says, what, you think he killed himself with a Glock, is it? Nine millimeter. Yeah, killed him suicide with a nine millimeter. I saw what he was packing in. It was a thirty-two. It was like plus. Why would he shoot himself in the chest? Mm. It's not suicide in the chest. Yeah, it's not how it's done. <laughs> it was the, the delivery man from APS. Yes, exactly. Yes, I think it probably was. Anybody ask him? Anybody question him? You seem to know the case back to front. <laughs> <laughs> I've said too much. <laughs> Cut to Joey. <laughs> Forget about this. <laughs> yeah. What's your face looking into? <laughs> What's your face look like? <laughs> yeah, he's blind. <laughs> <laughs> the one where Joey's blind. I like that, that one. From, yeah. That was funny, that. <laughs> the one where Chandler says a quip. That one. Yeah. I like that one, yeah. The doctor asks if he has any leads, and he says he does, but first he has to get her away from her husband. Story of my life, says the doctor, and and winks at uh, Jackson. Jackson winks back with both eyes, and we cut to Sharon Stone. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're having a meal, aren't they? They are, they're yeah. having a lovely dinner in a fancy restaurant. She's just laughing at Grey T. Nelson, who's not saying it. He's just eating, and she's laughing in his face for she's some reason. She's laughing at his hair. 
Is she? Yes. Oh, poor Craig. Uh, it looks like Peter has taken her out for the evening of her life with an old fuck called, um, what's his name? President Foss. President Foss. Yeah. This is not the same guy, is it, as earlier, the old fuck from earlier. No, he's was, uh, arrested. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was drop dead Freddie. No, yeah, that's, that's what uh, as we call it, yes. No, this, is, this is a different guy now. He's telling them that if he sees 63 candles, he'll be out of there faster than shit through Secretariat. Yeah. What the fuck <laughs> does that Captain mean? Captain Armbruster's prostate. <laughs> yeah, and that's pretty quick nowadays, yeah. let me tell you. He doesn't even have to wipe. This should go well with your meal, says a voice. who shows Delaplane a picture of Tony dead in his flat. Yeah. Or his apartment, if you're American. And it's Action Jackson. He's wearing a three sizes too small busboy's jacket. <laughs> the busboy's obviously knocked out and thrown in a dumpster out back. He's trying to blend it. <laughs> like ripped up the back. <laughs> uh, Peter starts to critique the photograph for its artistic merit. He does. He seems uh, he seems just totally okay with it, doesn't he? He's, yeah. he's nonplussed. He's like laughing at laughing at it. His wife looks on upset about the whole thing. Yeah, because she's that Sharon Stone, you know. That's that's her role, so that's what she does. She doesn't even know why she's upset. She can't even see the picture, I don't think, but you know. She she got the memo. She's realised she's married to Craig T. Nelson. <laughs> she's now crying at his hair. Yeah. She's going through the laughter stage. Now it's grief. It's the second process. Uh, Jackson tells him um, who it is in the photo and how four members of the AWA are now dead. Uh, The old man they're sitting with asks what Peter's plans are for the AWA and he takes the opportunity to to introduce Jackson to the old man who it turns out is President Raymond Foss. He's president of the Auto Workers Alliance, the AWA itself. Jackson greets Foss. He apologises to Patrice for the intrusion and fucks off. Yeah, I thought it was a bit, a bit odd, as yeah. though he's doing it because, oh shit, it's the it's President Foss. Yeah, <laughs> I best hightail it out of here. Yeah, why does he do that? I don't know, but he does anyway. He apologises. I think it's just because he's out to discredit Delaplane. He's not. He's you know he doesn't want to. Oh, to ruin an old man's dinner. Exactly. It's his goddamn birthday coming yeah. up. Yeah. Is he giving you trouble, asks Foss, and uh, Delaplane says, his kind of trouble is no trouble at all. Ooh. Back at Casa Delaplane, we're treated to some martial arts, courtesy of renowned martial artist Craig T. Nelson. (laughs) See, this again was bloody uh, fucking Carradine all over it, this scene. Yeah, Yeah. How's he beating this guy up? No. He's a martial artist, he this guy. Is, yeah. No, he is. He's he's yeah, been in yeah. stuff as well. I can't remember his name at the moment. It pisses me off. But yeah, he's a martial artist. And you've got Craig T. Nelson, who's like about 60 in this film. It's a chance to show the bad guy knows how to fight, so he appears more of a match for our hero later, because you, you stick him next to Carl Weathers. I suppose, yeah. Uh, he demonstrates this by breaking the arm of the instructor for some reason. Leaves the poor, uh, He leaves poor old Al Young to help the guy up. Yeah, he does, yeah. Al Young's probably this guy's mate. They probably come up through the ranks together. Yeah? Yeah, but still. Uh, here's Ken with the tits alarm anyway. Yep, yeah, I'm ready. We did have tits alarm earlier, actually, with Vanity. She gets her tits out, doesn't she? At the... Oh, she does. Yeah, that's why I said, why does he then just give her drugs and put her to sleep? Mm-hmm. She's just got her bloody tits out. But then, as you said, maybe Dharma-esque. Yeah. Although if he saw that they'd got tits, he'd probably just panic. Dharma. Dharma, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He wouldn't be happy with that. 
Yeah, tits alarm. It's Sharon Stone this it's time. It's Sharon Stone tits, yeah. which I guess, uh, you know, double alarm. Yeah. <laughs> She's in the sauna. She gets out, decides to uh, eavesdrop. Which you, get, you know, you see the front and the back there with Sharon Stone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Standard. Keywords. Keywords, of course. Female rear nudity, female front nudity, Sharon Stone nudity. She decides to eavesdrop on a telephone conversation that a goon's having. The goon is called... Oh, it's called Cartier. Car- <laughs> <laughs> the goon is called Cartier. Yeah, it's old bloody Cartier, That's isn't ridiculous. It? Yeah, and he's in shitload of things say, as I've well. I've seen him in stuff as he well. He was actually in Hologram Man. Was he? Yeah, I recognise that's the only film I could remember he was definitely in. But yeah, yeah, he looks he, he looks like he's got a bullet head, doesn't There's something he? I've seen him in. Yeah. Hold on, I need to check it because I'm going to go mental. He might be in like um, Last Action Hero and stuff like that. He's, he's, he's always a goon, a bodyguard, isn't he? Nicholas Worth, his name is. He doesn't, he's done comedies as well where he plays like the same character but in comedy style. What's he been in that I would have seen? Oh, he's in Dark Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's in Dark Man. He's in The Naked Gun as one of the thugs on the boat. Yes. He's in Hell Comes to Frogtown. Nice. That was the same year as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's Dark Man is the one I'm thinking of. But, yeah, I can imagine. I can picture him probably a Naked Gun as well on the boat. Yeah, he's in loads of things. Yeah. He's, he always plays the same sort of character. He's yeah. always like just the, the hired, Cartier. hired muscle, <laughs> although he does get the name Cartier. That's a ridiculous name. But anyway, he's talking about Jackson on the phone. Uh, he's saying about Jackson getting to Tony before they did. Yeah, he's, he's basically, he's, he's, his role here is uh, to say too much and get overheard. Yeah, and he spots her, doesn't he? He sees her in the reflection of the mirror staring he does, at yeah. him, yeah. Uh, she, she runs out anyway to speak to Peter, who's heading off in his car. She needs to speak to him urgently, telling him it's important. He waves her off, saying that I'm on the phone to my Italian distributor. This cost, this phone call costs more than your diamond brooch. I've got a meeting in 14 minutes. I'm out of here. Yeah, and just speeds off. That's what is that, Joey? I think that's one of Joey's. I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah. Um, he drives off without speaking to her, and uh, she runs back in, gets changed, races to leave the house. Cartier, he's looming over yes, her. Yes, he is. Yes, she says, "Oh, if you, if where are you off to, and you know, happy drive you there if you want." And um, she says, "Oh no, I'm, I'm fine, thank you." And she opens the door. It's bloody and, Carl Weathers. Yeah, stood at the door. He's turned up specifically to speak to her. He offers her a lift into town. She gladly accepts. We get some music. downtown Detroit and it's our old pal Albert. He heads into a bar, spots Jackson sitting there, shits himself, runs out. Runs off. Thanks for coming. She tells Jackson about the phone conversation, how she didn't know exactly what they were talking about, but they definitely mentioned Jackson's name and Tony's name. They also said something about a man named O'Rooney. I thought it was Verooney. Neither of them particularly make sense. but No. They said they're having trouble with and they'll sort it out by Sunday. And Jackson knows this O'Rooney customer. Of course he does. Of course he does. He's a goddamn detective. He's a sergeant. It's Oliver O'Rooney. He worked with Dead or Plane a long time ago, but now he works for the AWA. She tells Jackson that Dead or Plane is throwing a party for Raymond Foss, the guy from the dinner date earlier at the weekend, even though she could have sworn that they hated each other. 
This is just plot after plot after plot. He's layering it all up in his mind. Yeah, but then, of course, because it's Sharon Stone in one of these roles, she says, but you don't know Peter the way I do. Mm -hmm. How his first wife dying and his son going to prison changed him. We get some shit about Peter and Jackson being similar in a lot of ways and how there's actually a, a grudging respect yeah, that's not to be confused with Peter Jackson. We're not talking about that. We're <laughs> no. not talking about Peter Jackson being the same in many respects. Yeah, to himself. No. No. <laughs> uh, Jackson cuts it there and says, oh, that's it, we're leaving. <laughs> He's had enough, and we out of as well, so that's fair enough. They head outside, Jackson asking if she can get him into the party at the weekend. She said she can't if she wants to keep her marriage. And then she asks him, hey, why do people call you action? But before he can tell us, he dives at Patrice and they tumble onto the sidewalk, and there's a taxi that smashes right where they were standing. Taxi cab attack. It was the delivery guy from earlier. Yeah. He's not wearing that outfit anymore, though, you know, because I don't think he really worked for them. I think that was a disguise. You reckon? I think so. You reckon it's not just he's got two jobs? No, he wouldn't be allowed to be wearing his uniform in a different job. That's what I mean. He's a representative of the company whilst he's wearing that. Yeah. So assassinating somebody may be one thing, but driving a cab... Recklessly. No chance. Uh, Jackson tells Patrice to head to the police station. He's got a cab to catch. Yes. Action set piece. Is this the first one for him? I think it actually is, yeah. Yeah, it's quite far into the film. Yeah. He chases the cab on foot and keeps up with it. Yeah, and catches it. It's an incredible piece of That's work. That's ridiculous. You see him put his foot down on the fucking gas. Yeah, but he's in a busy street, isn't he? He's, he's like weaving. He's weaving through traffic. He's... And don't forget, Action Jackson was a track star, which oh, means go, you he, he can keep up with cars going 80 miles an hour. That's right, like in Superman. He's running along that side the train. That's true. Oh, that wasn't Carl Weathers, I don't think. Um, was it? No, it wasn't. No, 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 no. I wasn't sure then for a minute. Uh, he runs up He runs up a car and dives onto the roof of the taxi. And uh, the delivery guy, he tries shaking him off, smashing into stuff. Yeah, they see, now it's these little bits I didn't really like. Where when he's on top of there, he just goes, oh, maybe this wasn't such a good idea. You don't need that because at the moment you're being so massively heroic. We're accepting that this is what's happening. We don't need you to then second guess yourself and think, oh, crazy guy. Yeah. You just think, no, just crack on with it, man. We're with you. We're with you all the way. 110%. Get the classic firing into the roof that doesn't hit the person on top of it somehow as well. No, 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 because instead of like sort of like moving where he's shooting, he just shoots in a straight line down the middle of it. Yeah. Down to the the other side where he isn't. Not to mention, as we always say, it would absolutely just Yeah, he's he's totally deaf. (laughs) He's right next to his head where he pulls the trigger. (laughs) Uh, The whole street blows up at one point. Yeah, yeah, there's lots of cars crashing, isn't there, around them. Yeah, they're like a truck, I think, is carrying maybe petrol or gases usually or there's yeah. usually a fuel tanker isn't there <laughs> fuel I think tanker, that's, that's a standard it. thing there must be loads of those just driving around america at all times yeah just not in those quiet streets jackson says enough is enough and he punches the front windscreen out with a single blow <laughs> grabs the wheel the delivery guy breaks hard jackson flies off yeah. stands up rolls around the place a little bit yeah. and he just goes rolling onto the uh onto the asphalt Stands up, he opens his jacket up, goading the man to not shoot him. <laughs> yeah. But instead, fight him like a man in the street. Yes. Calls him a chicken shit. He does call him a chicken shit. I wouldn't even be stood up. I'd be dead. 
I'd be dead on the concrete. Well, you're just, the, you're the just like 90 sliding, miles an hour. Yeah, you're just sliding across <laughs> the concrete and it's suddenly so... You just, You'd have no be, fucking face left. Your face would be like just torn off. <laughs> it's like 90 miles an hour that hits the yeah, brakes he's quickly. Just, he's just got up and he's got a, a, like a slight rip to his suit. That's it. He's got a rip on the shoulder and his tie's undone. Yeah, that's all that's happened. <laughs> Not undone, sorry, just pulled down low and his, his, his collar is like up and that's it. That's, oh, they call him Action Jackson. They don't call me Action Kenneth. They don't. Well, they used I to. I tried to. I yeah. tried to oh, get yeah, people to, but yeah. they said, no, that's stupid. Yeah. We already call you something different to we your actual name. We already call you Fancy Kenneth. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> The driver, instead of getting out of the car and uh, fashioning him mano a mano, he instead accelerates towards him. When we get the, the one of the best shots of the film for me, because Action Jackson hits us with a standing vertical twisting jumping <laughs> somersault with Pike <laughs> in midair. Because what what perhaps uh, Captain Armbruster didn't tell us was he also represented the USA at the diving Olympics, or yeah, the gymnastics. Gymnastics, the yeah, the uh, what's it called? The vault, the yeah. horse. Yes, indeed, the the, pom- the pommel horse. Pommel horse, that's pommel it. horse and vault. Yep, and he twists and lands on his feet. The the delivery driver, proper superhero landing as well. Yeah, isn't it? it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a great landing. The delivery driver can only watch dumbfoundedly as his car runs into the back of another car. <laughs> Goes flying through the air and smashes through the front of a like a it car just park. Flips through a building. It's like a car showroom yeah, or something. Superb, superb. Jackson heads over there to the taxi, but the delivery man's gone. <laughs> yeah, which again is incredible. I would have been dead twice now. Yeah, <laughs> if I was either of these characters, I would a hundred percent be dead. He hears police sirens and he runs off to the police station. <laughs> <laughs> He does actually. When he finds out that he's gone, uh, he gives us "son of a bitch," which uh, I always like to acknowledge when it happens. Jackson explains his rip suit away to the captain with the words "dry cleaning." Enough said, I guess. <laughs> the captain's called away for a phone call with the AWA pre- uh, president Ray Foss, and Jackson asks one of the cops if uh, Patrice had stopped by the station. Go with Fortunately. Fortunately, that's the exact cop that she did, in fact, speak to in the entire precinct, sat in the middle of a busy office. Yeah. He's the one that she came to speak to. And talk about hamming up his role. He's like, hey, did a blonde come through here? And he's like, oh, my God, I thought it was a dream. He's like, <laughs> fucking hell, just tell me if he was, she was here or not. She walked in, and I remember it so well. She walked in, my eyes widened, my jaw dropped. My She's- prostate collapsed. <laughs> just as the captain (laughs) (laughs) yeah and she said oh she left me this note I can't decipher it and a keepsake but that's just for me (laughs) I can't decipher it it's fucking three lines written in bold font (laughs) (laughs) the fucking Indiana Jones over here I was carrying on with the fact that he was bigging up his role. <laughs> I can't decipher it. This is fucking about seven words. <laughs> you work at a desk at the police that you can't read and write. It's blind. <laughs> it's Ray Charles. It's alive. 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 It
She came in and she left a note. And the note reads, even though the cop <laughs> the cop couldn't read it, but the note does read, I'm going to tell Peter everything. I know you think it's wrong, but I love him. The cop behind him hilariously believes it means that Jackson was having an affair with her and says, Jackson, how do you do it? And he says, it's the clothes put into his ruined suit. See, told you he couldn't decipher it. He's asked him, how does he do it? How does he, how do you read it? That's what he meant. (laughs) He's like, I gotta get me a clothes like that. Uh, Captain Armbruster gives us his best police chief Carl Weathers impression now. Yes, he does. He opens the door and screams, where? Yeah, because he slams the phone down. He's like, he did what? Yeah. Slams the phone down. So I don't know how long he took to get to that point, Foss. Yeah, a long time. Yeah, because it was all that time they were trying to decipher the note. Yeah, we had to listen to the cop doing his fucking Shakespeare role. Yeah, but obviously he finally got to that point and he comes out, he's like, where the hell is Jackson? And of course, Jackson's gone. Yeah, there's a nice visual guy, actually, the, the, note, the note fluttering to the ground yeah, and he's a, just not there yeah, in the, like in the car anymore. I liked that, I thought it was funny. And we're heading back to Joey's Elite, uh, Joey's Club Elite. Oh, my God. How are you this afternoon? (laughs) Hey, where's my bologna sandwich? Gutenberg, where are you? (laughs) That kind of thing. We get another song by Sidney Ash. Yep, another full song. And this time, it's Action Jackson that's front row. Yeah. He's wearing a fucking leather jacket that's way too small for him. But he's a big fella. Sleeves rolled up. And uh, she's giving him the sexy eyes. She actually screams when she sees him at first. It's part of the song, but it looks like she looks at him and just screams. Ladies and gentlemen, Joey's Club Elite is proud to present Sydney Ash. To be honest, this bit, I, I didn't really like it. I it, hated this it's bit. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know, it's I awkward. It. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the song's singing about being like, basically being about being sexy and shit, I guess. Or yeah, something. I mean, there's a line that says, get off of that stump baby. Oh, she sings what? to him and um, he, and he laughs. does. He laughs. Yeah, because he sat on a stump that yeah. he brought with him and he, he sits back on his chair. He's like, yeah, good point. She follows that up with some sort of like liturgical dance moves where she's like, I think she throws the robot in at one point. Was this the sort of moves you were throwing down in the 80s at Joey's Club Elite, Ken? Uh, no, no, no. I was very much the Axon Jackson character, uh, just sitting there accepting the dance and smirking almost shyly, mm-hmm. you know, but at the same time letting her know to carry on and encouraging her to continue. 
That's how it was for me. And I looked exactly like Carl Weathers. Uh, back at Chateau de la Plaine, Cartier, he's polished and buffered Peter's gun to within an inch of its life. Yes, he says, you're 357, sir. He says, it's ready to go off whenever you want. And he says, so am I, Cartier, so am I. <laughs> Peter takes it in his own hands, his gun, and thanks him, says he'll test it in the morning. And he asks if his wife's arrived back home. Cartier tells him that she is not. And so Peter heads up to the bedroom. Turns the light on. We see Patrice. She's already there. She is there. What the hell? She's been sitting in the dark waiting for his arrival. She tells Peter about her overhearing Cartier on the phone earlier and that she heard him say about Tony and uh, Jackson. And she makes Peter promise that he had nothing to do with the murders. Of course he does. Yeah. And they embrace. And when they do embrace, we get a shot of Peter's back and we see that he's got his gun stashed in the Yeah, because we see band. Sharon Stone's hand manoeuvring her way down for a buttock clench. Yes. <laughs> Which, thankfully, we don't get to. Yeah, unfortunately for Craig T. Nelson, yeah, we don't get I'm not sure they're Craig T. Nelson's buttocks. Stunt buttocks. Yeah. <laughs> if ever I've seen them. <laughs> and I've seen them all right. <laughs> Read Ken's autobiography for that story. <laughs> That's what the autobiography is called, by the way. Stunt buttocks. Oh, Craig T. <laughs> no, Nelson's no, buttocks. No, no, he wouldn't let me. Yeah, so we see he's going in the waistband. Uh, Patrice says that she hopes that Jackson will understand. And then Peter says, The fuck? He says, and slaps her across the face. So have you told no, Jackson not any, yet, not any, yet. any of this? And she tells him that Jackson had arrived earlier when Peter had left. And without her being able to talk to Peter... She had to tell the next person she saw. Because yeah, he was he was too busy to speak to her. So instead of just waiting for him to come home or whatever, uh, she ended up speaking to the police about it. Uh, she said she didn't know what else to do and please don't hate her for it. And he says, okay then, let's have another cuddle. Yeah, he says, I don't hate her. No, I don't hate you, <laughs> he says. Yeah. He's not speaking to the third person. He's not fucking <laughs> He's the just like that. Take a note. Yeah. Cartier. <laughs> yeah, Cartier. Cartier's there with a pad. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's writing the autobiography for him. It's called <laughs> Kenby Wilde's buttocks. Uh, they embrace again. So you what, it's a great couple of books if you ever get them. <laughs> and this time, when she puts her hand down his back, we see that the gun is gone. <gasps> they kiss... Could be a bit too long, but, you know, Craig T. Nelson, perk of the job. I was going to say, yeah, why not? He tells her that he loves her and then shoots her dead. Oh, man, isn't that always the way? A three fifty seven Magnum from there, she'd fucking fly across the room. No, she just goes, <gasps> and dies there and then. Uh, he removes a wedding ring as Cartier and Al Young. I like how I am just calling him that. I don't know what his character name I is. I don't think anybody does. They come in to see what's going that on. That is his character name in every film, isn't it? I think so. Might as well be. They come in to see what's going on, and Delaplane throws the gun back to Cartier, telling him, yeah, the gun works fine. I actually like that scene. I like how at the end line about the gun working. Yeah, he, uh, that, yeah it's a bit flippant, isn't it? Though? I like it, yeah. But he's okay. He's all right to be like that, though, Yeah, because he's the bad guy who's got no feelings. And he delivers the line well there. He doesn't yeah. over-egg it. He just like, yeah, He also, works. as he, he kisses her now newly dead body... It seems to be his thing, as, Dharma, as, as yeah. you said. Um, and I notice at this point, I know you mentioned his hair already, but they almost have the same hair at this point. 
where she's dead. Maybe that's why she was crying. Yeah, and, and his hair is very similar to hers when he gives her a, a good old kiss. Maybe he forced her to have the same haircut. <laughs> that's what really upset her. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's what she went to tell the police. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the fashion police. Yeah, Sting, he's there. <laughs> yeah, in his crazy clothing. Back at Joey's Club Elite. <laughs> What are you gonna do? Huh? <laughs> That's what he used to say. But Chandler, I thought it was you that was bringing the pastrami. <laughs> That's what he says, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, classic line. And Chandler yeah. says, Pastrami this. Yeah, and gets his dick out. <laughs> <laughs> the one where Chandler gets his dick out. That's, That's, the, one. That's yeah. the episode, yeah. yeah. Uh, we, see, <laughs> we see Sydney in the dressing room. Big fans. She's got a syringe kit ready for some more drugs. Jackson strolls backstage looking for her. He runs into Ed, the bouncer. He won't let him see Sydney, so Jackson just punches him in the stomach and does absolutely nothing to him. No, he just stands there just looking at him and smiling. He says, you're a big fella, what do you weigh? He says, about 270 pounds. That's pretty big, he says, and then punches him in the face, which I thought was funny. And Ed just smiles at him and he says, and Jackson says, I bet you make a good living at this, don't you? And he says... It helps pay my way through medical school. And my note is, why is this in the fucking film? Because it's showing you that he's not a violent man. Uh, that's what I mean. Like, why yeah. Why is this included? And it's literally just to give this bouncer... Yeah, so a little bit of... Uh, I don't know. It's just to make us like him. Yeah. I, I liked him. I thought he was really good. He's very well spoken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did. I thought he was a good character. If I was to hit you again, you'd probably slam my body through that wall back he there, wouldn't you? He actually says little body. He, oh, my he, little yeah, body, yeah, yeah. yeah. Self-derogatory. You can say little from, bollocks then. Slap <laughs> <laughs> my little bollocks <laughs> through that wall. Wouldn't you? Yeah, he's like, I was thinking about it. But it goes against all my Muslim beliefs, he says. Oh, good, says Action Jackson. And then Rugby tackles him through the door yeah. of the fucking room. And then Ed ends up hitting his head on the corner of the desk and knocks him out. Uh, Sydney watches this stunned from a chair. She's still got a needle in her thigh. Uh, Sydney tells him he must have really liked her act. And Jackson says, uh, Ed, he's going to be out for a while. And she says, which I like this little quickfire repartee. She says, well, you don't know Ed, honey. And he says, and you don't know me. <laughs> Bites his own fist and just looks into the distance. <laughs> he's got a skull in Haunted his hand. look. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh my God. He asked her if she's through for the night. And he notices the syringe and also asks if she's diabetic, which I did laugh. <laughs> it did make me laugh. Uh, she invites herself to his car and he uh, he doesn't say no and uh, off they go. Yeah, straight through. Nice one. In the car, the drugs have kicked in. She's acting quite the giddy goat. Um, I actually put that she is so much more annoying when she's on drugs. Mm-hmm. Because up till now she's just been like the like uh, untouchable beauty, hasn't she? Yeah, well, I mean the the dancing took a bit away from it. Don't be stupid. See, you weren't around. You weren't around there. You, <laughs> well, the you've robot. been through this. You've been through this sort of scenario. <laughs> I used to get women dancing at me all the time. <laughs> I was had to pay for it. <laughs> it cost me a small fortune. But you know, I mean, like, that was erotic in Birmingham. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't even in a club. It's on the street. <laughs> in the park. <laughs> no, but I don't know. She just got annoyed. Who she's, did? She, oh, van, oh, right, vanity. Yeah. Vanity of Sydney Ash. Yeah. She's yeah. licking her fingers and putting them in his ear. Yeah, it's just fuck off. Wouldn't be having any of that. Um, at one point, they drive past the cinema. Oh, yeah. Do you, oh. know, what, do you know what we're showing? Predator. 
Oh. Oh, there is a Predator uh, sign somewhere that I saw, though. Really? Yeah. That was uh, just over Craig T. Nelson's head, though, just to alert the, <laughs> yeah. the, uh, anyone who's asleep. Yeah, there's a there's a, there's a poster for Predator in one of the scenes. Oh, no. Uh, at this point, there's uh, showing at the cinema is Creeperzoids. Nice. Uh, and what is it? Born in East L.A.? Is that the another Jason film? Bourne? That's another film. No, <laughs> no, no, before his time, that one. And Slave Girls from Beyond Infinity. Sounds like one of ours, that one yeah. does. Except it hasn't got the D on the end of Beyond. It's actually, it just says Beyond. Mm. I'm assuming it fell off or, you know, it, say, it when... didn't have another D, whatever. That was one of your one of your films. <laughs> <laughs> we need more D. <laughs> I'm going to say when she's licking her fingers and putting them in his ears. I was going to say she's giving him a wet willy, but I thought better of it <laughs> with a phrasing and all. No, perhaps later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, she's not happy. Jackson brushes her off him, and happy, uh, happy Jackson, of course, is the uh, is the, grandf- the grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> he just sits in a rocking chair laughing. <laughs> And she asks if he's a priest, and he says his name is Jericho, but some folks call me Action. And I thought, it sounds like something Ken would have said to girls back in the day. (laughs) Yeah, I used to pretend my name is Jericho. That's ridiculous. We have to mention that his name is ridiculous. Yeah, it is. And his nickname is even more ridiculous. And no one calls him out for it. Well, I suppose you wouldn't if you look like Carl Weathers. He probably hasn't given himself the nickname, has he? We never hear the the, the reason why, though. Why he had it? Well, because he was always up to action and shit. She action questions and, it. Action and shit. <laughs> yeah, his buddy cop movie. She does say action shit. I ain't seen none of that tonight. Sure wasn't no woman who gave you that name. <sighs> She's a bastard. Man. <laughs> <laughs> a police car with the sirens on flies past him, and Jackson sees a crime scene up ahead, and it's his own flat. His own apartment. You don't find that out until way later. At yeah, first, yeah, you're like, I, "Where the, f- I, where the I didn't fu-? know that. Yeah, it's like when I was watching it, I was like, "Why are they even bothered to stop here?" But apparently, it's his it's his own apartment because he says it later. But it's his, his apartment. Uh, Sydney's still talking about having sexy sex with him, but all Jackson wants to do is listen to his radio. <laughs> yeah, again, much like me in the eighties. <laughs> Uh, it's a police radio that confirms the death of Peter's <laughs> wife, Patrice. Yeah, same here. <laughs> she says, man, I don't dig this talk radio crap. Ain't you got any rap channels? <laughs> she doesn't even know what's going on. Uh, Jackson drives off with Sydney. She's getting excited when he tells her that they're heading back to her place. Um, yeah, then we, we find out that Jackson is the suspect. So, yes, it makes sense that it's his apartment. Yeah, but that's never mentioned until later. So no. you're like, where the fuck is this? Um, we get some uh, dead tits now. We do. Yeah, Sharon Stone's dead tits. And just tits in general with corn blow and lack. They're there. Yeah, they're still there. I don't know how the fuck they got given this case. The coroner's there from earlier when he lifts the blanket up to show dead tits, Sharon yeah. Stone. And he pervs over them a little bit, doesn't he? Does. He does. He says, a woman this beautiful don't come around too often, and I've always got to see him like this. And then just puts the blanket back over him. Yeah, but he still, he undoes his trousers and uh, helps himself. <laughs> Perk of the job. <laughs> uh, back at Sydney's place and Jackson scoping the place out for any signs of Della Plain, the police, or the police. <laughs> <laughs> Sydney says she's got the munchies, heads for the fridge. A phone rings and as soon as it goes to voicemail, the whole apartment blows up. Yeah. 
He tells her not to open the fridge as well, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But obviously nothing kills Carl Weathers except Carl Weathers, so they're both totally fine. Yeah, and off they run. They just get out of there. Yeah, back to the car to find a hotel. Sydney has to go back for her purse and her makeup on the count of her looking terrible. Jackson says, no, you look beautiful. She says, can you repeat that? And he says, and he tells her to go piss up a rope. Yeah, he's not having any of that. He says, we're not going back for your purse. He obviously knows that she wants it for drugs, not her makeup. Jackson parts his car in a back alley. That's not a euphemism. It's very, very tight, isn't it, getting a car in there? Again, not a a euphemism. (laughs) It's it's not not the captain's prostate we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) This alleyway is as tight as the captain's prostate. (laughs) That's what he says as as they get out of the car. (laughs) (laughs) Get it all. Little uh, like Mufasa, Bill Duke up in the the sky going, you better believe it. (laughs) (laughs) He says, ooh, that's tight. (laughs) Uh, They head to a hotel run by a friend of his. (laughs) You're getting Bill Duke. In in cloud form. (laughs) To do that. Ooh, (laughs) that's tight. I wonder if we could pay to get him to do that for the podcast. (laughs) No. I'd, even if he said, do you want me to do it for nothing? He'd be like, probably not, to be honest, Bill. That's oh, I thought, weird. I, I think that turned the conversation weird if he did that. <laughs> yes, he, he has to pay us. <laughs> <laughs> Just out of nowhere. Yeah, we've got to send photos of ourselves. <laughs> no shirts on. Just our prostate. <laughs> Put him on his gallery. On his, yeah. <laughs> got loads of them. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. They head to the hotel run by a friend of his. He's a retired boxer called Kid Sable. Yeah, this guy. What a voice this guy's got. This is Chino Fat Williams. It's the same guy we saw in Roadhouse. Yeah, it is, yeah. Same guy we talked about from Weird Science. He's in a load of shit in the 80s. He greets Jackson with some classic movie action. It's it's, it's Basically, it's the classic way friends greet each other in action films. Uh, It's the same way we do it here at the BMC HQ. He says, you son of a bitch. <laughs> this time it's Carl Weathers saying it, I think. Yeah, it yeah. is. And they high five and uh, they both recite to each other, the force may fade, but the reflex never dies. <laughs> yeah. When they high five, they don't, they don't actually high five. I think uh, Jackson put, punches, put, uh, put, throws his fist, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah, into his hand. And so puts kind of Sable like through the fucking wall. <laughs> yeah, the cartoons that he's watching... Uh, Kid Sable, he does actually sit there, laugh, and go, yeah, he does. That's a good impression. <laughs> Thanks very much. I've been working on it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Are you Kid Sable? <laughs> yeah, he, uh, that's actually said later on. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. Somebody <laughs> does recognise him later somehow. Yeah, I, I, I've been practicing that, and I spoke like that at work uh, for the rest of the night after watching this film. Excellent. Yeah. I work in a call You're center. You're the manager, right? yeah? Yeah, manager of a call center. Yeah, I yeah. So, so on the phone, I was like, hello. <laughs> and the person's like, either I was on the phone to Kid Sable. <laughs> is, that, or, is that Kid Sable? Or Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> Must be Santa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I was answering. Who's going to be in this long and white? <laughs> uh, Kid Sable's got to be in this long and white. <laughs> <laughs> Force was, may fade, reflex never dies. <laughs> This is, Must bo- be this is both of us, you see. We can both do this. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, they high five, and Sydney tells them that she, if they want to be alone, she can always wait in the car. <laughs> She's a total bitch, isn't she? <laughs> There's some boxing talk where um, 
Sydney hilariously mistakes Kid Sable for Joe Lewis. So the only two people out of Detroit was Joe Lewis and Kid Sable. I think so, yeah. Any two boxers. And, and she, she said, She says, oh, Yeah, pleased to meet you, Mr. Lewis. Yeah, and a couple of eye rolls there. And, and uh, Action Jackson eye rolls so hard that he nearly breaks his own neck. He does, yeah. Jackson tells us about his wife leaving him again. <laughs> She's like, All right, fucking hell, Jackson. <laughs> And we end with the Sable surprise, which is Kid Sable's boxing move, where he dazzled them with his footwork before delivering the KO punch. You need to know this for the end scene. It's yeah. vital you know it. Yeah. It's shit both times. <laughs> Jackson asks for a room, and Kid gives him the presidential suite, running water sometimes, and no cockroaches. And he's even thrown in breakfast in the morning, delivered to the room. Nice. Beautiful. In the room, Sydney lies on the bed, and Jackson says it wasn't really your makeup you wanted out of that bag, was it? Can I just point out that this is actually nicer than some of the hotels I've stayed in? It's nicer than the fucking one we stayed in in Wolverhampton. Oh, the murder hotel. Yeah. Yeah. There's a... There's a there was a room all like cordoned off because somebody, yeah, somebody had stabbed somebody to death the night before we got there or something. That was exactly it, yeah. yeah that was beautiful. Originally, he wanted to put us into a single double bedroom and we were like, that's not what we've ordered at all. Yeah. And they said, well, we've only got one uh, twin room, but it's a smoking room. And it was like, well, yeah, yeah, but we don't have to smoke, though, <laughs> yeah, right? Neither of us have to smoke, do we? <laughs> so we don't have to smoke, though. Is that is that is that true? Because <laughs> otherwise, we're going to go out and buy, yeah, we're have to go out and buy some cigarettes <laughs> and start smoking to start a habit. And I was like, oh fuck, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, somebody got killed in that. And I'll tell you what, this this place that they're staying in is a lot nicer than that place. Yeah, yeah. So and there you go. At the time, being two foxy young stoats. Out on the town. You've got to think twice before bringing girls back to a hotel room where the murder's taking place next door. <laughs> Let yeah. me tell you. Obviously, uh, as Dom's alluded to there, I can just point out the actual truth. And it was never in any danger that we would bring any women back <laughs> to that hotel. <laughs> oh, yeah. The fires run wild. <laughs> She tells him to leave her alone anyway, much like that night with us, uh, Sydney. <laughs> he asks why she does drugs, and she tells him it's to forget the past. Yeah, and he says, yes, that makes sense. I wish I could also forget the past. And then she says, one more chance. You want to fuck? And he says, no thanks, and turns the light off, mm-hmm. and they go to sleep. Ken, I was, I've got a question for you. Yeah. What do you think the answer would have been from other action heroes of the day to that question? What would Arnie reply if Vanity said to him, one more chance, one a fuck? Um, he may have done the Arnie wide-eyed uh, response. That he does sometimes. He just, <laughs> that's not his eyes, is it? Oh, sorry. He doesn't say wide-eyed. <laughs> wide-eyed. <laughs> that's what he's reading. He's yeah. translating it in his own head. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I don't think he would have. I think he wouldn't have said anything. I think he'd have just turned the light off. Yes, I am skinning a cat. <laughs> Fuck you. Asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and she'd have been like, whoa, that's not what I said. What about what about JCVD? He would have gone. Yes, he would have. Yeah. He'd have took it. He'd already been doing the boingy boingy. Yeah, with probably his, with his arse. Out. Yes, probably. Yeah, Chuck yeah. Norris. Um, no, Chuck, Chuck Norris would have. Uh, he would have. He'd got a different room. Uh, Chuck Norris wouldn't even be in the same room. I guarantee, guarantee that. Adjoining, yes, in case there was trouble. I reckon he wouldn't have been. I reckon he's in the corridor outside the door on a chair with his hat over his eyes. Could have been, or on the floor. 
He's just... hat on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Why yes. the fuck's he done that? <laughs> He's dancing around it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Stallone. Um, That's a good idea, right? <laughs> well, I guess it will be nice. <laughs> Go ahead, faith. No, no, none of them would really, except Van Damme and definitely Seagal. I was going to ask you next, Seagal, what yeah, would he say? 100%. He would have said no, but then would have allowed her to get on top of him and just do it. <laughs> <laughs> We're thinking of Belly of the Beast yeah, here, aren't yeah. we? Yeah, that's what he'd have done. Imagine Seagal in his fucking like satin fucking overalls or what he's yeah. wearing. Just, just, <laughs> just sat in overalls. Yeah, whatever. Not work use, is it? <laughs> yeah. The kimono. Whatever. Yeah. Just f- with his fucking Dracula wig on, just yeah. flopping onto the bed and vanity just riding him. <laughs> it was a waterbed. Wouldn't stop moving for weeks. <laughs> and last but not least, Red Brown. <laughs> Get him out! Get him out! Get him out! Get out! Move, move, move! <laughs> So there you go. I think uh, that's how they'd have handled Thank you. That. I'll add it to my notes. <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. The next morning, Sydney wakes up and asks to be uh, let into the bathroom, telling him that they all look the same. Talking about his dick. I hope so. It's <laughs> 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 an uncalled for <laughs> comment, if not. <laughs> Must have got that from Cray T. Nelson's character at the end there. He comes out and he's, he's in his jeans, no shirt, and he's got a towel around his shoulders. What a look. What's he been doing in there? the fucking size of him. It's ridiculous, isn't Absolutely it? Absolutely outrageous. Yeah. He says, I got your fix, and he hands her a box of rat poison. Nice. What's he doing with that in there? I don't know. Snorting it? Probably. Doing lines of it? Yeah. That's Action Jackson. Maybe using it as shampoo? Maybe inserting it into his prostate. There's a knock at the door. Who could this be? I actually thought this was... Um, I thought, here we come with another assassination attempt. But he just opened the door because she was opening the door. And I thought he was going to like just turn and just like, no, wait! But it didn't happen. And uh, it's fucking Albert. It is. Delivering breakfast. Bloody Albert bringing breakfast in. He sees Jackson and starts shaking the trays. He's carrying it. He says, easy, kid. And uh, Albert says, you're Action Jackson. Well, Sydney says, ah, yeah, right. Fine-looking woman like me and you don't even touch me all night. You've either got to be queer or a cop. Shuts the door in Albert's face. Action Jackson says, well, I'm not queer. He just basically, what he's saying without saying is he is a cop. Yeah. Yeah. He's, you know, she had two choices and he told her the one he's not. He tells her he's Sergeant Jericho Jackson. Woo-hoo! 13th Precinct, City of Detroit. He wants to get to Peter Delaplane and thinks that she can help him do it. Sergeant Jericho Jackson, 13th Precinct, City of Detroit. I want to get to Peter Delaplane. I figure you can help. What's Delaplane got to do with me? Are you kidding? He owns you. He rents me. Six of one, half dozen the other. Either way, you can consider us officially joined at the hip until I get this case closed. Oh, so you need me. What makes you think I need a worthless junkie like you? If it weren't for me, you'd be splattered all over your apartment back there. Now hurry up. we got some people to see. They head back to the car and find it's been stripped and anything valuable taken. And 
Action Jackson isn't happy with this. He's mortified by this, isn't it? Do you have any idea how much a primo condition 66 Chevy Impala is worth? No. I do. Go on. Around $30,000. Jesus. Back in the 80s as well. This is now. Whoa. Just over $30,000. It's a lot of money for a sergeant. Uh, Sydney joins in the moaning about how much she needs drugs. And in the chaos, some young chancer steals Jackson's wallet and badge. Opens it up, sees what it is, sees the badge, and says the line, Fuck a duck. Yeah. That's never in it again. That kid's never in it again. Either, no. Is it? And no. that doesn't play a part in the No, plot. no, I, I thought it would. Yeah, I thought he'd, be, he'd need to show his badge for something. Yeah, or he'd have to go and give it back or do something. I mean, he mentions he hasn't got his wallet in the next bit, doesn't he? Mm. he? He accuses her of stealing it. And she says something about Mr. T in that bit, yeah. Yeah, that's bullshit about Mr. T. I don't even know what she's talking I about. I not a clue what's going on with Mr. T. No, I mean, we, we, have him, we have him on to occasional Dr. T recommendations, but yeah. he never does any of that shit. I don't know what, what the hell she meant, no. Uh, they're heading to see a guy called Papa Doc. Papa Doc's an old informant of Jackson's who works at the pool hall, and that's where they are right now. Jackson asks the bartender to speak to Papa Doc, and the bartender tells him to wait a moment, and then he goes and speaks to a guy in the corner there. You know the the bartender, mm. the the big guy, the big like sort of bald, balding but long haired black guy. Yeah, in the Bermuda top. Yeah, is he from Commando? I thought he was familiar. I thought and that he, might be. I him. thought he's the guy from Commando that uh, sits next to him on the plane, and he just elbows him and breaks his neck. Yeah. and says uh, he's dead tired. Oh, that, you know I what? Think I it's think it's him. Is, yeah. I think it's him. I, I, I've not looked him up, but I no, think I thought that was him. He's a big fella. But there are people that are in this film that have done stuff on Commando. Yeah, and now you've mentioned, it, I'm thinking of the scene. It does look like I him. Th- I thought it was him in that. Yeah, yeah, it probably is. I say I've not looked it up. I'm not looking through the entire cast because yeah. there's that many people that are names and everything. As I say, you just, you have, you have everyone you see through, in this, yeah. you're like, Fuck yeah. It but I, I did actually. I, I did think. I thought that's that guy from Commando. Yeah, he whispers to some other guy sitting at the end of the bar, points, and then he points for Jackson to follow him. Sydney starts to join him, and he says, "Oh no, no, you stay at the bar and wait for him here." I tell you what he's wearing now as well. He looks pretty good in this, doesn't he? With the red. Yeah, he's got like a red. So I don't know what it's called, like a crew neck shirt it's with like a, button, a button opened at the yeah, top. Yeah, like a granddad collar. Yeah. 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 And he's like pretty much just bursting out of that as well, isn't he? Yeah. I cut to Jackson and the bartender. They're heading to the back. He tells Jackson to open the cupboard in front of him, thinking it's a secret passage for some yeah, reason, like it's a Ladding's cave. You see, I, I thought he was wise to this. Yeah. I thought he, he knows, you know, something's wrong and everything. But no, he doesn't because he does. He just opens up the... The the cupboard door, the closet door. And he sees a jar with something floating in it. Mm. Jackson takes it out and looks at it. That's Papa Doc, he laughs to himself, looking at the jar. It's his balls, <laughs> shouts the bartender. <laughs> shouts the bartender and smashes the beer bottle he, he was drinking over his head, knocking him out. Yeah. How is how's he how's he fallen for the old bollocks know. in the cupboard routine? I don't know. I haven't fallen for that for years. No. He wakes up being held by the bartender and the guy from the bar he was whispering to. And we're also joined by Miguel Nunes, the actor from Return of the Living Dead, Joanna Man, mm-hmm. the comedy. He's also in Black Dynamite as Mo Bitches. <laughs> and of course, Ken's old friend, 
It's Branscombe Richmond. Hello. <laughs> from Hard to Kill, from the Hard to Kill episode. He was also in Commando, and he was in Cage. There you go. As well as a shitload of other stuff. The connections are endless. And they're here to remove Action Jackson's balls for him. <laughs> he says, have you ever heard the noise a man makes when his testicles are removed? <laughs> it's like, no. <laughs> yeah, which was a deleted scene from Airplane. When <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when he asked the child, yeah. <laughs> and they're about to remove his balls. He's he keeps saying things, doesn't he? And uh, like Jackson keeps saying, "I don't understand a word you're saying." Yeah, I thought that. Yeah, that's, which, um, which is true because I didn't either. Uh, that's Miguel Nunes, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he's, he's, he says, uh, "I can't remember the name he uses, but he says we're going to tap dance on your lips, and then we're going to deprive you of your frickin' frack." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he just looks at the other the henchman uh, and just says, I don't understand a word he's saying, do yeah. you? And Branscombe Richmond's, uh, I mean, that's Miguel Nunes saying all that. When Branscombe Richmond comes in, he is 100% ball talk. That's all. He's even got pool balls in his hands. <laughs> that's how much this guy loves testicles. That's all he ever speaks about. Yeah, great name, great henchman. Great balls. Great balls of fire. They're about to remove his balls when Sydney steps in, telling them that Jackson is a mentally challenged brother who thinks he's some sort of holy messenger. This bit now I didn't expect. No, I didn't expect it and I didn't like it. Carl Weathers runs with this story that she tells them and starts dancing around the place. Gospel choir music plays. He starts calling everyone brother like yeah. he's Hulk Hogan. Yeah, didn't like it. Didn't like it at all. <laughs> Brother, ain't y'all a little old to be playing doctor? You better get your ass out of here, girl. You're his sister? No, he's just my soul brother. Of course I'm his sister. Come along, Jimmy. Wait a minute. Come here. You may not have noticed, but the boy ain't driving with a full tank. He spent a year in Bellevue. Got this delusion he's some kind of holy messenger. He's a lot more oral than Oral Roberts. Listen to him. Yes! Yes, I was sent. I was sent. I was sent to bring you down, brother. Yes, yes, I was sent. I was sent to bust your asses and wipe these streets clean. Yes, because I am the man. What, are you looking for Papa Duck? And you may possess his righteous manhood, but his soul, it still seems free and clean. He's got a metal plate in his head. Somebody give me an amen. Uh, yes, I... This I, motherfucker's crazy, man. I, I, I give myself an amen. Amen. Uh, yes, I can hear it. Uh, uh, I, I can feel it. I can feel it. Allow me. Allow me to lay my healing hand upon you. He reaches out to the guy in front of him, and uh, it's the, the guy was that got whispered to at the end of the bar. He's still holding his drink, his glass. He grabs the hand that's holding the glass, and then squeezes it and crushes the glass in the guy's hand. And then we get a barroom brawl. Yeah, this bit's all right. I just didn't like the the build up to it. So no, I didn't like any of that. It went, on, it went on for too long. Can yeah. I get an amen? Oh, Can horrible. I get an amen? He's like, you're crazy, man. Yeah, yeah, this, oh, this Horrible. I didn't like it for, for Carl, to be honest. No, I mean, felt bad for him. He saves the bartender until last, saying, surely you won't leave until you've given me an amen, and throws him through the door. Quite right. Sydney gives him an amen. They get the hell out of there. Back on the street, Sydney tells him that she just saved his life back there, and that they make a pretty good team. And he tells her that no, they do not make a pretty good team. <laughs> it's pretty much the opposite of what she just said. She asks if he's got something against women, and he says, no, just against junkies. He really keeps going on about this junkie thing. He does all the fucking thing. time. She saved his life like twice now, I think. Yeah, but that was a shit story she came up with there. 
usually in that situation, um, a, a woman or a female character would use her sexual charms to distract the hoodlums. Or just telling them that he's disabled. <laughs> yeah, but doing all that when he's clearly not because they've been speaking to him for five minutes and he's shown no signs yeah, of anything. Yeah, and then anything. he starts dancing around. Yeah, and only then when she comes in. Yeah, as if they fall for that. Yeah. She comes in and starts like, you know, provocatively dancing. They'd all be distracted. That's, yeah. that's just the way of the man. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't know, I didn't buy any of it. Didn't like it. Didn't like that as a scene. And it's one of the most pointless scenes in the entire film. I think every time them two speak and character build, it's like, oh, just just move on. Yeah, but there, there was no point in that scene at no. all. It didn't do anything. He went to see somebody. He wasn't there. Oh, the, the whole, yeah. including the yeah. pool thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all of it's that just scene was pointless piece, because yeah. then when they get back to the hotel, he says, oh, where have you been? Where have you been? And he tells him, and he says, oh, he's dead. He's just a balls in a cupboard. Yeah, he, so knows, he already he? knew that. So yeah. what's the fucking point? That's what I mean. The whole bit of that was just absolutely pointless. And I don't know. I say I didn't like it. I was embarrassed by that. They head back to the hotel where he tells Sydney to head back up to the room whilst he speaks to Kid Sable. And he says, for the love of God, don't speak to any more cast members from Predator. <laughs> uh, Kid tells him, as, as Ken said, about... Uh, <laughs> what's his name? It's not Kid Creole, is it? What's it? Kid Sable. No, the, the the guy that went to Papa... Papa Roach. Papa. <laughs> yeah, that was his last resort. He said, yeah. <laughs> Cut my balls into pieces, he said. Papa Doc. <laughs> Papa Doc. And uh, yeah, he does tell him about Papa Doc being dead. And kid exactly, tell- so he fucking knew. Yeah, he tells him that he needs a new source of information and leads him to Dee's barbershop. Oh, God, here we go again. Where he needs to go and ask for Dee. I'll let you describe this next scene, Ken. Okay, so we cut instantly to what I originally thought was Weird Al Yankovic doing a little dance from uh, from backwards. And it turns out they turn around, and it's not Weird Al Yankovic. It's actually a black lady with the same hair as Weird Al Yankovic. And um, she incessantly talks now for about three minutes, just yeah. telling us everything that we could ever want to know about what is going to happen, what has happened, uh, who's responsible for things, and uh, future plans. Where where are they? Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a rundown neighborhood of Detroit as well. This is like where the hotel is. I'm guessing it's in the same sort of place. So how the hell does she know what billionaire Delaplane's planning? I mean, as if the people who go into this hairdresser's have contact with Delaplane and his business associates. Yeah, I mean, and she almost she, she talks a bit like the um, the woman on the radio in the Warriors as well, doesn't yeah, she? The yeah, way she yeah. Speaks. She, she throws in some long words, some colourful phrasings, some. It's ah, oh, just didn't. Yeah, you know, when I was saying earlier about like they're setting up characters for if they have a sequel, yeah. I reckon she would be like the yeah, informant, yeah, yeah, yeah. like Cookie Bear. Yeah. She's yeah, like she'd, that kind of. Yeah, she'd work as that. former partner was a multi-millionaire and an all-around devious named Enzo Catelli. Catelli lived in Rome and as a defense against kidnapping attempts, he formed an elite group of bodyguards, which he called the Invisible Men, due to their almost demonic ability to remain completely undetected. That's what Catelli's dead, isn't he? Alas, he had no defense against his bodyguards' greed. Delaplane financed Catelli's demise. 
and the untimely departure of the first Mrs. Delaplane as well. He might even have deployed them against you, but uh, your devotion made that unnecessary. Were they also responsible for the AWA mm -hmm. killings? Mm -hmm. Undeniably so. Norman was decapitated in an auto accident, Stringer was defenestrated, and Grantham joined the debris in the Detroit River. It is likely that they intended to denounce Delaplane and defy his determined attempts to devise a power base in the AWA. But, alas, motives are not my department, just the delivery of detail. Here. How can I get to talk to Oliver O'Rooney? Oh, he can usually be found late at night at the Red Devil, unless I am deceived. T, thanks a lot. Oh. As I said, I can't oh. pay you, but... Uh... I'm always delighted to help a detective, especially the defiantly, indefatigable action Jackson. Uh, Jackson heads back to the room for Sydney, finds she's not there. He asks Kid where she is. She says she hasn't left the building past him. So he asks if there's any drug dealers in the building. And it turns out that he does have drug dealers in the building and he has a very distinctive laugh, this man. He does, yeah. I tell you what, though, he ain't afraid of no man. He is not. So uh... That's because it's Billy from Predator. <laughs> what the fuck's he doing here? That's right. It's Sonny Landham. Sonny Landham. Sonny Landham, ladies and gentlemen. Billy. You know, you remember him, the tracker from Predator. Loves jokes about massive vaginas. Yeah, but not until after a minute or so. Yes. <laughs> then he'll find it funny. The other day, I was going down to my girlfriend. I said to her, Jeez, you got a big pussy. Jeez, you got a big pussy. She said, why did you say that twice? And I said I didn't. See, it's because of the echo. Well... <laughs> <laughs> anyway action jackson beats the shit out of billy and billy pulls a knife on him in the end and when he does sydney says to him oh you don't want to pull that shit on action jackson and billy seems to know who he is of course they do everybody knows who action jackson is and he says well this will be easier than i thought so easy in fact that action jackson manages to throw billy so hard through the window of the hotel room that he flies across the alleyway and goes through the window of the opposite building. <laughs> I actually really like that. I, that's the first time I've ever seen that. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever seen it again. It's never happened again either, has no. it? That's the, they, it was just brilliant. Yeah, I yeah. just really, really liked it, yeah. And we get all that view from below, because, um, what's his name? Bloody, the, the two idiots. Cornblow. Cornblow and... Lack. Cornblow and Lack are investigating, hey, ain't that, uh, ain't that Jackson's car? So they're investigating that, thinking, well, where the hell is he? And suddenly, Billy from Predator smashes <laughs> through a window from above them, across the alleyway and into another window. We don't even see how he is. No. Are we he, imagining he's dead? Or do you think he'll be okay? I've never seen him in a film since. <laughs> Yeah, but it is. It's a great stunt. I really, really like that's that. That's the first time I've ever yeah, seen it. I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah. And that's just from a, like a character that's that's the end of it. Yeah, he's, that's it. He gets two minutes. Sonny Landon, two minutes. But what a what an impact! 
Same as in Predator, really. He's not yeah. in it very long, is no, he? No, 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 but still, remember him. Yeah, they spot Jackson. He's looking out the window, enjoying his handiwork, which you would. Yeah, if you'd just done that, you would. You know when you, like, throw, like, a piece of, like, rubbish in a bin from a distance and you just look around and see if anyone's <laughs> yeah, noticed? Yeah, you're just like, come on. I reckon he's done that, hasn't he, when it's happened. He's just had a little glance at um, Sydney and she's just been like, mm-hmm. Yeah. She gives us the, uh, the okie-dokie sign <laughs> yeah. whilst doing the splits over his chairs. Yeah, and he's looking out the window. The cops spot him. They decide to run into the hotel after him. Yeah. Jackson! Jackson and Sydney decide to jump from the window in order to escape. They So they do. Yeah, we get we get a couple of uh, comedy quips from, uh, what's his name, the, the boxer? Yeah, Kid. Yeah, from Kid, from, Sable. From Kid Sable. As they run up the stairs, he's like, Hey, do you want a double room? <laughs> he does say that. Yeah, yeah, he says that, yeah, and they ignore him. And um, obviously, when they're running up the stairs, Jackson and Sydney are jumping out the window. Um, land remarkably well, um, considering all the car stuff's been stripped. That yeah, would just be actually, like sheer metal, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, he, he could actually walk into the car earlier yeah. when he was looking at it. But the, the top's up, you see. That's the, that's the thing. Yeah, so someone's put the top back up for him. Yeah. <laughs> so, they, yeah, they're both okay and then just run off. And they look out the window like, damn it. Yeah, the the, the, the two detectives or yeah. the cops, they look out the window, see him disappear. They actually uh, take their car. They, yeah, they managed, steal the police they car. They left the instead. keys in the ignition running. Fantastic cops, these two. So they take that. And when they run back downstairs, Kid Sable's there with another quip. Saying he knows the location of a, is it a, a bathhouse. Yeah, no. Uh, Sydney wants to know, why are they running from the cops if he is a cop? To answer my question, why are we running from the cops? Look, Delaplane killed his wife and planted the body in my apartment. The cops think I did it. Are you going to help me or not? Why should I trust you? You're a cop. You wanted for murder. Your name is Action. Give me a break. I need a fix. Why don't you just give me a few bucks and drop me off at a bus station? Sure, I'll drop you, and you wouldn't live long enough to enjoy that fix. Delaplane's going to kill you too. Jesus, Jackson, what are you doing? You want a rush? I'll give you a rush. And this is where Jackson decides to play chicken with himself. Yeah. And puts his foot down towards the end of a, an alleyway that they're on, which is like a brick wall. And he says, if you don't agree to help me, I'm going to kill myself and you. And uh, just in the nick of time, she says, yes, okay, I'll help you. It's because, of course, yeah, she's still like berating him for the lack of action. And he says, you want action? I'll give you action. And the action she's that he's involved. about her not having sex with I him. I think so, yeah. There's been Weathers. a lot of other action. Carl Weathers, though. Everybody wants Carl Weathers to have sex with them. Even you. Well, yeah. That's why we keep putting in the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's all these latent feelings. They stop just in time and they share a laugh because nothing quite, you know, clears the air like nearly getting killed yeah, by some Nearly lunatic. deliberately driving into a wall and killing you both. And they pull into the Red Devil Bar. It's night time. Sydney's right in the middle of withdrawal symptoms. So Jackson sees this as the perfect time to get her more involved in the mission. <laughs> Talking about her teeth having, feeling like rubber or something like that. Hollow. Hollow. And her teeth gums feel like rubber. Hollow. More talk about Jackson's wife divorcing him two years ago. He says that she felt his career was advancing in the wrong direction. Well, it's true, isn't it? He just got demoted. Yeah, for beating up a child. Yeah, or, nearly know. tearing off the arm of a child. Yeah, like Pennywise from it. <laughs> uh, that's all Sydney had to hear anyway, and she reaches over and kisses him before heading off to the Red Devil Bar, telling Jackson that, well, it was her loss. She heads inside and sees Aruni at the bar and tells him that Delaplane sent her. He wants to see him about tomorrow night. 
Rooney finishes his drink, follows Sydney out of the bar. And as they leave, the bouncer of the bar watches them go. Yeah, he appears from nowhere, doesn't he? He does. He That's appears from above, doing, like an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's he doing there? Why is he there? Because he bounces know. in every place in the whole fucking city I'm at the guessing, same time. I'm guessing he's there to, I don't know, just watch a Rooney. He can't be there for any other reason. No, he shouldn't be. Because he's been paid by Delaplay. He made yeah. that clear because he asked him. Yeah. Do you remember who pays your wages? Yeah. So he reminded us who pays his wages. The bounce, so, of course, is Ed, by the way. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's Big Ed. He's from Joey's Club Elite. <laughs> Why don't you forget about this? <laughs> yeah. yeah, remember Joey? A lawsuit? Why can't you just forget about this? <laughs> Classic Joey. Joey goes to prison. That was a good one, wasn't it? The one with Joey in prison. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, passed around like currency. Uh, cut to the morning and Sydney and O'Rooney are still in the car heading somewhere. Yeah. It's, it's a, night and now it's morning. Yeah, it's a long drive. Yeah, got that right. They're heading to meet Delaplane and O'Rooney can't believe Delaplane would be up this early. Uh, they arrive at the smelting place from Hard Target. Yeah, they've got a good old-fashioned steel mill that's a uh, staple, staple place, in it? Way out of I town. They probably make more things than just staples, to be honest. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Sydney leads him inside, and Action Jackson makes his entrance. <laughs> wow, it's Why? brilliant. Yeah, it goes through all this. Where's Della play? He's up there. Yeah, oh, God, God damn it. I can't believe I get to climb all this way. Yeah, he's, he's just up there. I'm thinking, he's, of course he's not. Yeah. Jesus Christ, you've never known a setup in your life, O'Rooney. No. No wonder you're so shit at everything. Not only that, but he has to wait for Carl Weathers to gingerly make his way down on a chain. He doesn't gingerly. He heroically <laughs> lowers himself on a chain. It's beautiful. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> anyway, he immediately tells him what the plan is. He doesn't even, like Jackson he says, doesn't even threaten him with stuff, does he? He doesn't even do anything. No, he says, what's happening at the party tonight? And Rooney, uh, Rooney says, dinner and dancing. Jackson grabs grabs him by the tie, and that's it. Yeah, spills that, the beans. That's enough. He says, "Oh, okay, then we're going to kill Foss." He's like, "Foss? Why? I thought they were friends." He wants to replace him. He wants to take the job, buddy. He, he wants to replace Foss with O'Rooney as the president of the union. And Jackson asks O'Rooney, "Who's going to kill him?" And O'Rooney tells him that the person who's going to kill President Foss is Action Jackson himself. And he's like, "What the fuck?" So this makes no sense. Yeah, he doesn't actually say what the fuck. Of course not. He's Harvard educated. Yeah. The closest he gets is the son of a bitch earlier. Yeah. And then later on he might say piss. What the son of a bitch? <laughs> what the piss? <laughs> <laughs> Sydney cries out and she's being held hostage by the police. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they are there. Yeah. The tale as old as time. <laughs> You've got Henry Padovani. He's old in Sydney. Stuart Copeland's on the gun. And Andy Summers appears behind Action Jackson blocking his exit. Yeah. That's like how we met them. Remember it that? It is, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't stand so close to me, Action Jackson says, <laughs> as the helicopter arrives. Yeah. He says, oh, can't you see? You belong to me. He said it to, to Sydney. Yeah. I mean, how the fuck they knew they were going to meet there is anyone's guess, to be honest. How would they know? No, no, I, I don't know. No. No, because they'd only just come up with the plan themselves. Message in a bong? <laughs> Yeah, then you get the ghost of Sharon Stone just checking in whether he got the uh, thing she wrote for him at the police station. <laughs> she turns up just saying, It's been ten years now since I wrote my note. 
There's no concept of time in the afterlife. <laughs> no, she's been dead a long time in her mind. And the helicopter pulls up in front of them, and the and the delivery guy is on is is on the helicopter with a rifle. He's pointing it straight at Jackson. Yeah, still got his delivery uniform on and his taxi man's hat. Yeah, he's he's a man of many hats. <laughs> he's got so many hats on. He, that's why he's leaning out the uh, helicopter. Because he's got too many on, yeah, he can't fit just inside. Just getting shredded by the <laughs> propellers. <laughs> uh, they're taken to the, uh, hey, what's it, Haley? Haley. Haley. The Haley car factory where Delaplane is there with the police and the delivery man. And Jackson, he's been stripped to the waist and his arms chained up. It turns out this is a Q&A session because Delaplane is happy to answer any queries Jackson has <laughs> about his plan. Yeah, I've seen this on Twitter where people just put... Okay, it's time. Any questions, I'll answer anything. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what he does because it was before Twitter. Yeah. He had to do it in person. He had to capture somebody, chain them up, and the then demand, way. demand yeah. questions. <laughs> Swoop in on a helicopter. Yeah. Ask me stuff. Ask me. He's not even bothered. He's too busy. The Action Jackson's too busy being oiled up and flexing yeah. to ask any questions. What a fucking specimen he really is, isn't he? Yeah. What a fucking guy. Jesus Christ, he's absolutely massive. He wants to know, why kill Foss? Controlling the Union won't help your company that much. And Delaplane says that cars are just a hobby. His real interest is power. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Speakman, he comes in. <laughs> doing his little montage. <laughs> then leaves, doesn't help. Yeah, he's all right, see you guys. He says the AWA is more than just a union. It's a power block. And to never, ever underestimate the AWA's strength. Yeah, I still have got no idea what they were talking about no. at this point. His ultimate goal is to have an a- is to have the AWA get a US president elected. Yeah. He's a kingmaker, doesn't he? Yeah, he says that they got a peanut... Like Game of Thrones. It says the AWA, once upon a time, got a peanut farmer elected to president. I don't know who they mean. Yeah, Americans, tell us. Who was your peanut farmer president? Name and shame him. Unless he was a very, very good president. In which case, celebrate him. Yeah, he wants the president elected so Delaplane can control him. He doesn't want to be the main man, he wants to control the main man. And he goes on to tell us that he killed his first wife and his partner for financial interests. And then he killed Patrice because she was becoming a problem. And then, then he says he's also going to end up having to kill his own son. Sean Della Helicopter. That's him, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, just so clear up any loose ends. And then he says, perhaps an altercation in the prison showers. Yeah. It's like it's like he's now now he's joining in on the rape joke with Carl Weathers. Yeah, well, you know. It's too late now. You can't do it now. <laughs> and you've got the upper hand. Then we find out the master plan on how he will kill Foss in the middle of a party and get away with it. You see, Ken, here's the plan. Go on. I'm leaning in now. Mm-hmm. You know that black guy in the background who I've oh, called yeah, the delivery the, guy? The APS delivery man. Yeah. Yeah. You notice how he looks fuck all like Carl Weathers? That's right, yeah. Well, the plan is to dress him up in Action Jackson's trademark red top. You mean the one he's recently just put on for the first time? Yes. Yes. And commit the murder in that top. Wow. Up in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Which is where Action Jackson can frequently be found. It's so everyone will think that it's Action Jackson that's done the murder, you see. Okay. Because according to Delaplane, every white person thinks every black person looks the same. Ooh. And after that, everyone assumes 
he was out to kill Peter Delaplane because they're going to mm. be on the stage together. Right, yeah. And just Foss just got in the way. Yeah. Casualties because, of war. Yeah, because of the animosity between the two, well known. Yeah. Fake Jackson will then escape. Henceforth, I call him Fiction Jackson. <laughs> how? He'll escape. Yeah, but how? In a car. Oh, right, okay. Very fast. He'll crash the car, which will blow up, and the cops, when they find the car, they'll find the charred remains of the real action Jackson. Jesus Christ. They're going to have to identify him by dental records. Bloody hell. He this goes is, on to this say, is complex and very, very informative. I don't know about you, but it sounds like a Della plan to me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh superb. It's brilliant. It's immaculate, says Action Jackson for some reason. He's joining in on how much he's obviously enjoyed it. Delaplane takes the plaudits and he says that Sydney will die from an overdose, but not before he fucks her for one last time. Oh, goodness me. That's unnecessary, isn't it? Every little thing she does is magic, agrees Sting. (laughs) (laughs) And the rest of the police. (laughs) Oh, that's nice of him. Before he leaves, Jackson calls him back and he, he doesn't come back, obviously, he just turns around and he just says, what? And he says, one of these days, you're going to really piss me off. And he just laughs and just turns around and walks away. He salutes him or something like yeah, fucking Captain just, yeah. Bird's eye. It's very hard. <laughs> what the fuck's he that for? <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, you know, good line. That's his other swearing, by the way. That's what I said. Son of a bitch and piss. Yeah. The only two things he says. Like any true bad guy, he excuses himself before the hero is killed. He takes Fiction Jackson with him and Sting. You would, wouldn't you, out of those lot? Yeah, yeah, that's a fucking peak. peak. And take fucking Andy Summers with you, would you? <clears throat> no chance. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Andy... He, uh, it's, actually, it's uh, Stuart Copeland that says, Andy Summers, the guitarist from the rock band The Police. We're going to have ourselves a little barbecue, get us the gasoline. Andy Summers fucks off. They end up lighting a blowtorch and moving it toward Jackson's face. When you hear the words, Hello, I'm Mr. Ed. But in the sort of style of sloth from the Goonies. He says it like Mr. Ed. The, the horse. The horse, yeah. yeah. That's the whole point, because he's not called Mr. Ed. But yeah. Oh, is that what he's doing? Yeah, right. and it's awful. I didn't like that either. And then he just plummets. Yeah, he just falls out of like the head rafters. first. <laughs> just, yeah, it's not like it's not like Carl, it's not like Carl Weathers himself who went feet first on a on a chain. This guy just is holding a chain and falls head first <laughs> into the ground. Classic A team attack. Yeah, <laughs> he falls like a sack of shit. Is what I've put. Yeah, he does. Yeah, it's the bouncer, of course, from Joey's Club Elite. <laughs> Forget about everything. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, <laughs> That's what he says. Remember that episode where... Um, yeah, the the one with the Rohypnol. Yes, that's the one I was about to say. That's the one, yeah. The Monica's tidying up. And he goes up to the judge. You know the way he gets out of it, though, is my favourite bit, where he's like, how are you feeling? <laughs> to the judge. <laughs> yeah, and the judge is like, okay. USA, it's the guy from Bloodsport, isn't it? Yeah, I love that one. Love that one. What's that, season 10, isn't it? That's quite so, late. Yeah, yeah. season 12. What an amazing yeah, show. Brilliant. Big fans. Anyway, uh, Mr. Eddie blinds ex-police guitarist Henry Padovani 
with spray paint, punches him into some electronics, which sets him instantly on fire, and he's electrocuted to death. This was like a this was a go to death, wasn't it? In the eighties action yeah. films, like we got all of them. In fact, it moved into the nineties. I was going to well, say, cause I think yeah. I think Street Fighter has a yeah, death d- like double this. impact. Has that one as well, yeah. doesn't it? Where he's, he's yeah. Bolo Young. Yeah, so how dangerous are those panels? Yeah, where well, you can just knock into them a yeah, little bit. Yeah, you just like <laughs> touch, touch two buttons at once and you <laughs> burst into flame. Yeah, it's like, surely that would have been. You know, you've got to have a look at that. If you, if you run some sort of like smelting plants, uh, steel mill, whatever manufacturing environment you're working in, just check your control panels. This okay. has been a public service announcement brought to you by the Bad Movie Called Podcast. <laughs> Just check them, because if anyone gets knocked into them, they will be electrocuted to death and potentially burst into flame within seconds. Yeah. It's not worth it. Your insurance won't cover that. Come on. In the same moment, Action Jackson kicks drummer Stuart Copeland in the bollocks, and Ed sets him free of his shackles, Action Jackson. Andy Summer, current guitarist for the band, runs in with a jerry can full of gasoline. Mm-hmm. This is a bad timing, wasn't it? What does Action Jackson say imagine, to Imagine not noticing any of this when <laughs> yeah. you're walking back into the scene. You're just like, hang on a minute, some of them are dead. Not, yeah, not noticing the other band members just yeah. been electrocuted some of, to death. Some of the band have died. Yeah. What does Action Jackson say to him, Ken, before he uses a blowtorch as a flamethrower to blow him up? It's a very, very poor line and quite contradictory. What does he say? He says, chill out. No. What? He says... Roxanne. <laughs> Roxanne! No, he doesn't, though, does he? Oh. What? <laughs> Stuart Copeland, known for his use of Lebanese musical rhythm and jazz-style articulation, arrives with a grenade launcher and tries killing everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's something he's not so well known for, but uh, he certainly gets into it, doesn't he? He gets into that very quickly. He's got a, a deep passion for it. Yeah. They head up to the roof. Jackson and Ed pull the old double bluff with Jackson grabbing Stuart Copeland's attention with the, hey, I'm over here. Yeah, you looking for me? And that gives Ed enough time to rugby tackle him from behind, loses the grenade launcher in the fight. Action Jackson picks it up and he says, barbecue her. How do you like your ribs? And Stuart Copeland says, walking on the moon, please. <laughs> and Action Jackson obliges by blowing him to pieces. Yeah, which is nicely intercut with a barbecue. That is, yeah. With some ribs on it. Yeah. Imagine that. They're not the same scene. You know, it's not the same bit. Yeah, we cut away from the burning corpse of Stuart Copeland. <laughs> <laughs> not a moment too soon. Three quarters of the police are horribly killed. One to go. And, of course, Della Plain and Fiction Jackson. Everyone's here for the big bash. You've got Action Jackson himself, who's wasted no time in getting there and changing. Yeah, fully tuxedoed up. And he's bought a plus one. Who the hell could it be? Albert. It's Albert. Who's fainted, so he's dragging him through the fucking party. <laughs> yeah, why the fuck would we bring in Albert? That's exactly my note I've written. <laughs> why the fuck would you bring Albert? Albert, the notoriously idiot, stupid fuck. Yeah, the Who does nothing fuck. but faint and stutter and panic. You might as well bring the guy from Weekend at Bernie's, whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie, I think. Might as well be me. Yeah. We might I, as well. I'd, yeah. I'd have bought you. Yeah, I'd have been all right. <laughs> we did nothing, but yeah, it would have been all right. <laughs> it would have been a nice party, though. Even Action Jackson's old partner's there. And Kid Sable and Ed. 
It's like yeah. the end of the fucking Blues Brothers, where just everyone in the <laughs> film the turns gang up. back together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like a gang of Nazis, they're on their way. <laughs> yeah. The whole of the police force. <laughs> I'll be like, there in a minute. Like in the Blues Brothers, um, the guy who plays the Nazi is the same guy who's in the Burbs, and it's like that guy is destined to play a Nazi because he is one. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's dead, so it's fine. Yeah, I think it was on his uh, it's on his resume. Possibly, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, De- Delaplane thinks something's wrong, and he tells Al Leong and Sting to check the place out. Which is a sentence I never thought I'd say out loud. <laughs> Come again. Peter. Yes. I'm scandalized. There was no one there to park our car. Catherine, I'm sorry. I'll see that something's done about it. Please. Nice Looks wonderful. You. Thank you. All right, something's wrong. I want you to check out front. Hustle. Ladies and gentlemen, can I have your attention for a moment, please? Ladies and gentlemen, please, your attention just for a moment. I want you to meet our birthday boy, Raymond Foss. Ray, come on up here. Say a few words. So Delaplane starts the uh, the Delaplan and invites Raymond Foss up to the stage to nice. say a few words. Nice. Uh, whilst Fiction Jackson's up in the tree with his sniper rifle, he's literally about like ten foot away, like noticeable as fuck. He's got lights all around him. He's so noticeable that uh, the Action Jackson uh, just looks for him and sees him immediately and he's, says, "Oh, there he is in a tree." Look, he's so noticeable that I noticed him before I noticed Della Plain, who's on the fucking stage. <laughs> <laughs> In a bright red fucking top. Why is he wearing a bright red top if they're going to burn him to a crisp anyway? Yeah. What's the point? Why Why dress him like that? Who's, who's seen him dressed in that red top? Seen Nobody. Me. Yeah, exactly. But she's dead from an overdose. Is she going yeah. to write red top in cocaine semen. on the floor or something? Or semen, perhaps. Yeah. Whichever's more plausible. <laughs> At the time, yeah. <laughs> she's got more of. <laughs> He goes to shoot Foss, old uh, Fiction Jackson, but Action Jackson swings on some Christmas lights, which somehow manages to electrocute Fiction Jackson. Yeah, I'm not sure how that works. They're also attached to the tree he's in, and then he pulls... I don't know. We're not not entirely sure. We'll go with it. It's an action film. Yeah. Yeah, but he does, yeah. He just sort of gets electrocuted by lights near him. Yeah, and that's enough for him to miss the shot, and it hits Raymond Foss in the shoulder. Yeah, which I, I thought we'd miss him altogether, but it doesn't. It still, it did, it still does actually shoot him. Be good if it was hit, if it hit Delaplane. Well, I thought it might do that as well. Or even better, it's just a like random two, person. Yeah, it's going to be like two options. It either totally misses him or hits somebody else. But yeah. No, it still actually hits his target. Yeah, hits him in the shoulder. Which is a testament to uh, Fiction Jackson's sniper skills. He falls out the tree and manages to impale himself on a fence, it looks like. <laughs> I think it's a fence. Yeah, yeah, again, that's poor. Health and safety nightmare. Action Jackson runs past. Fiction Jackson grabs him, gives him a look of... Son of a bitch? I guess so. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Ow? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. And then he, he dies. He carries on. Sting gets confused and kills O'Rooney for some reason. <laughs> Just yeah, knives him in the it's chest. It's because he starts shouting, Delaplane did it! Delaplane did it! Oh, I'm not sure God, why yeah. he started to do that. No. Not sure at all. Maybe, Maybe he's just trying to turn snitch for some sort of like deal, cut a deal or something. I must have been writing the note then because yeah. I missed him saying no, he, that. No, he did, yeah. That's why he gets... Uh, right. I thought Sting he, just went fucking rogue. He, he gets butterfly knifed again. Like... <laughs> <laughs> he throws it to someone else who does it, back to him. 
Yeah, by which time uh, Rooney's just gone. Yeah. <laughs> just gone home. Well, he throws it and it goes for ages and then in the, in the <laughs> end credits... follows him through his car. <laughs> yeah, the end credits when he's back home, he opens his fridge and it comes out the fridge and kills him. <laughs> That's the power of Sting. That's tantric style assassination. <laughs> It'll get you eventually. <laughs> At Della Plain, he makes a run for his chopper, tells Ao Leong he'll meet him there. Unfortunately, Ao Leong gets caught with a dazzling feet, <laughs> with the dazzling feet of Kid Sable, who starts dancing in front of him. It mesmerizes Ao Leong. It fucking annoyed me. And gives him a right hook. He flies against the wall. Ao Leong's like, fuck this, I'm going to shoot this old bastard. Uh, takes his gun out and gets shot himself. And it's uh, Jackson's old partner, Cottlewell. It is, yeah. He saved Kid Sable. And he's like, hey, are you Kid Sable? The very same. Sounds like he's got a voice box on, hasn't he? Like the Vietnam guy from South Park. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Ned. Yeah. (laughs) Ned, Yeah. Sounds like his voice. Uh, Albert runs into Sting, who gets his butterfly knife out to kill him. It takes too long. I don't know how he's got that back. How many butterfly knives has this guy got? <laughs> yeah, why would you? He's already a... thrown one at fucking uh, O'Rooney. Are they not he's even lost high? one in the guy who flew off the back of the boat. He's he's already thrown one through the hand of somebody, so I accept he's probably got one back, but he's lost two. He's not gone over to the body and retrieved the knife, has he? From O'Rooney? Maybe. Because I mean, he, he could have done. Yeah. He could have done, I guess. You? And why would you even use that anyway? It's a shit weapon. Yeah. Everyone else has got guns. Even for a throwing knife, step it's up got your gun. It's step got up like, your gun game there. It's not got a handle. It's like two bits, isn't it? You yeah. hold it and it's not comfortable to hold. Yeah. And I think if you throw it, then the weight of the handle would be heavier yeah. than the blade. Yeah, go in front so, of it. Yeah, it just so, hit you in the head. And, yeah, it would hurt you. But then you've got a knife. Yeah. Anyway, luckily Ed's there to turn the knife on Sting and kills him. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not against his Muslim beliefs if he's under attack, surely. No. And he says, I hope this teaches you that crime doesn't pay, Ed says to, uh, what's his name, Albert? Sting. Who, who faints. Uh, Cutterwell threatens to arrest Jackson on the spot ridiculously again. And then uh, Jackson tells him oh, it was suicide and he lets him go because he thinks everything's fucking suicide. It's yeah. like a playground slide and uh, yeah. the other guy from the... <laughs> from Rob Riggle. Rob Riggle yeah. from the... <laughs> we did that as a joke. This is actually happening yeah. in the film. That's suicide for you. Yeah, Cutterwell threatens to arrest Jackson on the spot unless he can give him one good reason not to. That good reason breaks a window up in the house. It's Sydney, and she's yelling for help from Jackson. And Cutterwell just says, fuck it, and throws the gun to him. As if to say, you know, go and help her. Yep, and I'll tell you what, if you've got to get upstairs as fast <laughs> as you can, how are you going to do it? <laughs> Maybe the stairs? <laughs> just what, run? What an incredible... <laughs> Way to get upstairs, action Jackson decides this to is, take. Why would you even? Unbelievable. Unless he knows the exact layout and schematics of this house, so he knows the width and everything is absolutely fine. There is no way in the world you'd think this is how I'm getting inside. No, you couldn't do that in England, could you? Not with fucking chance. No, because our, our like corridors are tighter even. than Captain <laughs> Armbruster's <laughs> prostate. Yeah. And you can take that to the bank. <laughs> That's what he said. He jumps in the alley, drives through the back doors, kills Cartier. Yeah, who's <laughs> just like... Whoa! He thinks, I know, I'll just fire a pistol at him while he's in a car yeah, driving at me. Yeah, just driving at top speed at him. Yeah, and just kills him instantly. Drives up the stairs, smashing into the bedroom, <laughs> which uh, was where Delaplane's keeping Sydney as, as a hostage. In the car? He's still in the car. 
Yeah. He's smashing through everywhere. He's in the house. He's up the stairs. He's killed a man. He's up some more stairs. He's gone for a shit. He's, he's through the thing. No, he hasn't. He's through the thing. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's up through the bloody upstairs uh, corridors, wherever he is, and smashes straight through their bedroom door in a car. That's ridiculous. Crazy shit. And in a twist of the old trope, it's actually the bad guy this time who puts his gun down and asks for a mano a mano fight. Yeah. Which is odd because he's got a hostage as well, hasn't he? Yeah, makes no sense. No, very unusual. Also doesn't make sense because Sydney says, just shoot the son of a bitch, which he could have because he stepped away from Sydney, given the old, like, come to me, uh, you know, hand gesture. Yeah, but he's unarmed. He puts his arms in the air as well, though, doesn't he? I said that Sydney's clearly not watched an action film before because we do get the hand-to-hand combat fight. Of course we do. And uh, Della Plane doles out some Della Payne. <laughs> on Jackson until Jackson shouts, Now you've pissed me off. Yeah, it's a great look. He points straight at him, doesn't he? Yeah. You got that in a gif as well. Yeah. You actually got the dialogue at the bottom. Now you piss me off. Now you pissed me off. We get some very odd music for the last bit of the fight that doesn't suit the scene at all. It's like <laughs> fairground music. Why the fuck's that in it? I don't understand. Uh, they eventually both go for their guns and uh, shoot at the same time. Jackson shoots Dead Up Lane in the, in the chest and he falls back dead. Sydney asks Jackson, how the hell did Dead Up Lane miss? And Jackson says, he didn't. God damn it. He's taken one to the shoulder. The captain arrives, and for some reason he's bought Cornblow and Lack hot on his heels. <laughs> How the fuck you'd bring these two? Cornblow, uh, the uh, number one uh, detective as he is, says... Biff. Biff Biff Tannen. Yeah. Says, this is one dead piece of shit car builder. The captain orders Lack to get paramedics and a meat wagon here on the double. He's obviously hungry. He's going to order a subway. <laughs> and uh, he turns to Action Jackson, and he says... I want a full report on my desk first thing in the morning, Lieutenant. And Action Jackson's like, Lieutenant? And uh, he's got his stripes back, basically. Yeah. Biff Tannen gives the old double thumbs up. He's yeah. excited. He's, he's very, happy. very happy about whatever. The final line of the film, Sydney, she's saying, you always said you wouldn't team up with a junkie. How about an ex-junkie? And Action Jackson says, wait a minute, are you kidding? And she says, cold turkey. <laughs> You can have me on Thanksgiving. How's that? And Action Jackson says, no thanks, and turns the light off. (laughs) (laughs) No, she says, cold turkey, you can have me on Thanksgiving. How's that? And he says, can I have you any sooner? Well, they both laugh at the can I have you any sooner joke. Cornblow, he laughs as well. The corpse of Delaplane starts (laughs) laughing. Sharon Stone's corpse, she laughs. Yeah. Uh, the coroner, he raises his head from betwixt her buttocks <laughs> and laughs as well. The theme music hits. With a big shit-eating grin. <laughs> <laughs> and we fade to black and the end of the film. <laughs>
There's nothing that ends a film better than rimming a corpse <laughs> as I can. <laughs> as the stinger for the film. <laughs> The episode? No, no, no. I've I've written that in my guide to filmmaking. That's also one of our <laughs> merchandise t-shirts available, reasonably priced at the gift shop. <laughs> Got a body count for you, Ken. What are you going with? Um, I'm gonna go quite low. I'm gonna say eight. No. Okay. Then. More than that. Eleven. More. Thirteen. More. Seventeen. More. Twenty-three. Less. 20. Less. 19. Less. Don't know then. <laughs> 18. 18. 18. Really? 18 deaths. But how many were killed by Action Jackson? Just Delaplane. No. Are we in cl- oh, okay, then Fiction Jackson. Two then. Six were killed by Action six. Jackson. He's not killed six people. He's killed six men. Who? I'm guessing they're counting the man through the window twice. Uh, Cartier. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, Cartier's gone. Um, Fiction Jackson. Mm. Delaplane. Is it two more? Two more. Who else has he been killing? Oh, uh, um, the guitarist from the police. Chill out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he does blow him up, I suppose. And then and then um, the, the drummer as well with the grenade launcher. Uh, How'd you like your ribs walking yeah. on the moon? Okay. <laughs> Classic answer. <laughs> That's another great uh, <laughs> t-shirt design. <laughs> so what do you reckon then, Ken? This is our first uh, Carl Weathers vehicle. We've talked about him in every single episode we've ever done except one, which will come up in a trivia at some point, I imagine. Uh, what do you think to it? Brilliant. Absolutely love this film. What do you think to Carl Weathers as a as an action hero yes, like his own yes, vehicle? Yes, yeah, hundred percent. No yeah. idea why it didn't happen. Not a clue. It made profit as well. This film. Yeah, so I, I don't know why it didn't do anything. That's what I mean. I don't know why they didn't do the. Um, if they had a franchise in in mind, why it never happened? Well, apparently, it, whoever made this then got bought out. The studio did, and then they got bought out again, and it just got like. Buried and just uh, never got made, I guess. But shame, shame. It is a shame because I could see this becoming... You could see the black exploitation influence on it, definitely. And and Carl Weathers, he's watchable, isn't he? Fucking yeah, Carl I thought he was, he was a great leading man. Yeah. He looks fantastic in everything. He said that. He said, he said he should have been like James Bond. He looks great in a tuxedo. He looks great in a like a normal cop's working business suit. Yeah. He looks great in a T-shirt. He looked great without any shirt whatsoever. He just looked great. Everything. He was brilliant. Vanity? Loved her. <laughs> no, I meant her acting skills. No, she was poor. <laughs> yeah. But she's not, she did it, she's, not, yeah, she's not in it for her acting skills. Sharon she? Stone? This has got to be early Sharon Stone, hasn't it, this? Yeah, yeah. But she was good as well. And I a good villain. If Sharon Stone's ever looked at anything other than she looks in this film anyway. Even yeah. in the late like 2000s, she still looks like this. Yeah. And as as we say, only defined by your villain, Craig T. Nelson. Yeah, very good as that as well. Yeah. The Dirt, sleazy, I ruthless, I ruthless businessman, yeah. yeah. I, thought he, I thought he was good as well. And then the whole range of supporting characters that was ridiculous. The police, Fiction Jackson. Yeah. Ed. Bill Bill Duke. Yeah. 
Biff Tannen. Yeah, they've got a lot of people yeah, in it. Exactly. It's actually crazy. That's really what I mean. To think I mean, about just it. looking through when the cast was coming up on the screen at the beginning, you're there thinking, wow, yeah. it's incredible casting. Yeah, it's just brilliant. Yeah, the whole thing, fantastic. Really, really enjoyed it. Me too, yeah. Delighted. And what do you guys think? Let us know. Email us in, badmoviecourtgmail.com or, or message us on the Facebook group or on uh, on uh, social media. We'd, we'd be interested to hear what you think of it. Did I tell you the um, Rotten Tomatoes and stuff for this? No, no, did. you didn't, know. The Rotten Tomatoes rating is 13%. It's fucking awful. Metacritic 36. So I think it's one that, again, you know, we see it time and time again with anything we cover on this. Gets a following. I mean, it made money anyway. I think it was liked by audiences. It's obviously got a cult following now and not liked by critics at the time, but there we go. It's critics, isn't it? It is. What the hell do they know? What the hell do we know? Well, let's find out. Let's move on to this week's film pitch. <laughs> it's alive! It's alive! It's alive! So I have written, I've got some notes for a film pitch, and I've I've heard a rumour that you have as well. For the first time in podcast history, we've been inspired by Carl Weathers. Well, to be honest, I've written nothing down. Oh, but you've got ideas. I've <laughs> just got ideas, man. Just ideas. Okay, so shall I give you my notes? Go go for it, and I'll tell you how similar mine are, because I've yeah. got a feeling it probably is. Okay, so I'm thinking it's a it's a spin-off of Action Jackson. It mm-hmm. could be the sequel. It could yeah. be a, a spin-off. Action Jackson is now police chief. Yep, same as mine. And Sean Della Helicopter, he wants revenge. He's out of prison, and he wants revenge for Action Jackson killing his dad. Nice. He's running Joey's Club Elite now. And Dragon Sound of the Club Band. Oh, brilliant. He has henchmen. Go on. Played by Duran Duran. <laughs> so you got Simon Lebon, John Taylor, Nick Rhodes, and Roger Taylor. The guys from Duran Duran, they're the they're the uh, the henchmen. Seems reasonable. Uh Sidney Ash and Axon Jackson, yeah. they split up after having children. Oh, okay. She went on to have a music career. Nice. Uh, they have three kids. Go on. Excitement Jackson. Yes. Enthusiasm Jackson. Yes. And Esprit de Corps Jackson. <laughs> yes, yeah, a nice callback. Excitement Jackson is played by Terry Crews. All right. The big lad, isn't he? Yeah. Old Excitement. Enthusiasm Jackson is played by Morris Chestnut. Oh, nice. You like that? Yeah, I, I do, like yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. And Esprit de Corps Jackson is played by Clint Howard. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm buying this. You're happy with that? Yeah, I, I thought am. if you didn't like Clint, we could have gone. Esprit could have been a girl, but you, you keep no, him no, with Clint. I'm happy with Clint. We got Albert back for a a fainting cameo, just mm-hmm. a little nod to the original. Excellent. And um, Action Jackson, he is the chief, but he's got underlings. Go on, go on, go on. I'm ready. And they're played by Dominic Lawton and Kenby Wilde. Oh yes, detectives on the case. Trying to hunt down and bring Sean Della Helicopter to justice. Are we uh, fine and dandy? We are not. We're not? No. Because this is his realm we're stepping into. We need new names. Right, okay. My name yep. is Parcheesy Knight. <laughs> With a K. <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah. Really, thank you. The captain would be pleased. Yes. Yeah. He would never forget another Parcheesy Knight. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you <laughs> that's could what say Bill to him. Duke says. Yeah, that's when what you could goes, say to him. He goes and visits Bill Duke, you know, because he, he's running, he doesn't know what to do. He has to go to his mentor. You, Ken, 
Yep. You are Detective Preposterous Wank. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm in. Night Wank. <laughs> Or Wank Night, but I think that was one of your films. <laughs> it was, yeah. <laughs> Night Wank was one of mine as well, but it was a very heavy-handed gun clip. That's all my notes. What do you reckon so far? I like it. Do you, would you like to add anything else? <sighs> well, it, it's very similar to what I had. Because I, I had... Um, Did you have Parcheesi Night and uh, Preposterous I didn't, Wank? No, 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 I didn't. I don't I th- think I, I went that far as to actually name my characters. I thought if we ever did a, a Harry Potter kind of film, Preposterous Wank would have been a good character, but... <laughs> Harry Potter and the Preposterous Wank? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have they not already done that one? I think online someone's written that one, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I had uh, Action Jackson's. Oh, I kind of like this as well. Go where, on. Where we went, um, I think it was three generations of uh, the Jackson family. Again, Carl Weathers, he's gone up to chief. So he's in charge. And he's got um, Wesley Snipes as his son, who's now a uh, grizzled detective. And as his other son, who's 10 years junior to Wesley, uh, was, uh, what's his name from Apollo? Carl Weathers. No, the other one. His son. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan, yeah. He was his youngest son, mm-hmm. who's um, just becoming a uh, a cop on the streets. I like it. Can they be excitement and enthusiasm? They can be called that, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Can we still have Clint Howard as Esprit de Corps? I would possibly have Clint Howard as a snitch on the streets. Right. I I don't think I'd include, I didn't include him in the family. That was my family. And when I say three generations, that's only two, isn't it? So, so can we, Esprit de Corby, maybe a female on the police force? Yes. Played by, um. I was thinking Gabrielle Union. Don't know who that is. She's been in stuff. I don't doubt it. Gabrielle Union as Esprit de Corps Jackson. Jackson, yeah. And she's uh, she's like rookie cop, still in uniform. So is Michael B. Jordan. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They both are then. Yeah, and then still on the beat, of course, we have to... Yeah. We still have to see, we have to see Lack and... What's his name? Cornhole. What was his name? Cornblau. Cornblau. Cornblau yeah. and Lack are still still on the beat because they're, they're fucking there, useless. Yeah. yeah, little cameos from them. Albert's there as well, maybe a receptionist for... Uh... Albert is um, the chief's PA. That's, yeah, that's what I was thinking, yeah. Yeah, yeah. does whatever he's told by uh, Action It's very much uh, Blue blue Bloods I was going for on this with uh, Tom Selleck and uh, Donnie Wahlberg. Right. That one, mm-hmm. where he's their, their dad's the captain, sort yeah. of thing, their dad's the chief. That's what I was going for on mine. Are we still having Sean... Della plane as Della, Della helicopter. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Who's playing Sean Della helicopter? Hmm. A do, villain. Do you know what I was thinking? Go on. Colin Farrell. Yes. I think he'd be he'd be good in that role. Yeah. He'd he'd, he'd enjoy it as well, wouldn't he? Yeah. He'd like a bit of that. Yeah. yeah he's in. Colin Farrell is Sean Della helicopter. Yeah. Obviously, Dragon Sounders themselves. Yeah. Tell a friend. Maybe he has a female. 
uh, maybe his, his his wife or something who's a bit of a kick ass. Who's this? Sean Dyer helicopter. Okay. Someone for Gabrielle Union to face off against. All right then. She can be called. Um, is, is her surname going to be Della Helicopter? No, can just be his missus, his girlfriend. Okay. Can she be called um, Summer Salts? Yeah, Summer Salts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's her then. Summer Salts, played by. Um, Scarlett Johansson. She be in it. Probably she, not. Oh, she, what, what film did she do that was like a bit like acrobatic and stuff? Uh, Ghost in the Shell, was it? Yeah, she did. Uh, was it Jolt and stuff? Was she in Jolt? Who was in Jolt? Beckinsale. Mm. Can we have her? Could we? Yeah, I reckon we could get Beckinsale. Oh, yes, please. Okay, she's in. So I think at the end there, you'll, you'd have... Um... Yeah, yeah, we'll skip straight to the end. Yeah, fuck the rest of the film. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking at the end there, look like pairing them up. You'd have Parcheesi and I and Preposterous Wank would go against uh, two of the Duran Duran boys. Um, what was it? Wesley Snipes? I've got Wesley Snipes and Michael B. Jordan in mine. Yeah, so they go against the other two of the Duran Duran boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gabriel Union faces off against uh, Kate Beckinsale and that leaves Action Jackson taking down Colin Farrell. So he's Action Jackson back in action. Jackson, yes. Yeah, is that what the at the end is? at the end? Yeah, back, back in, in action, action Jackson. Jackson. Oh, no, I don't know. That's that's more like the prostate again, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> and he's still got uh, his old captain's prostate photo up on the wall next to his own. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his own on his desk. That's the the rules of uh, taking over the captaincy. <laughs> so has he got the prostate photographs of all previous captains? Yeah, they're all. <laughs> Some of them are an absolute shit show, Ken. You don't want to fucking see <laughs> so some of them. So shambles. Yeah, you got Tom Selleck. He was the previous captain. <laughs> Seagal. Oh. Jesus Christ. That's like, a, that's like a Jackson Pollock, that one. <laughs> Action Jackson Pollock. <laughs> it's alive. It's alive. It's alive. And I think maybe it's similarly it opens and uh, it's actually, instead of killing off AWA members, it's killing off... Um, NWA members. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't have that. No, okay. Maybe it's killing off uh, staff from uh, the first film. So like his first partner, you see, at the beginning gets killed because he's still alive, the actor. Oh, um, Cotterwell. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, we need uh, weapons for these as well. Simon Le Bon, what can he... You can't have flicky knives and maybe nunchucks. Simon Le Bon with nunchucks. Yeah. So. Bloody uh, law enforcement, worst nightmare. Yeah, it right is, isn't, there, it? isn't yeah. it? What do you reckon? Give him nunchucks or a staff. <laughs> not like helpers. I mean, a like spear. a spear, bow and arrow. A bow and arrows. That's not very kung fu. He's got a, a pack of wolves. He's hungry like a wolf, so he's got loads of and hungry crazy wolves. Crazy like a fox. Yeah, you got... can't go around with a pack of wolves. He's a fucking ninja <laughs> assassin. How's he getting them through customs? <laughs> He befriends wolves wherever he goes. No. <laughs> <laughs> he gives them a note from the previous pack. Can um, can they kill Captain Armbruster? We know that, uh, that uh, the captain, the original captain, is in trouble because we get a, he gets a letter through that um, Albert passes him a letter that they receive. He opens it and it's a picture of a prostate and Carl Weathers, <laughs> he knows that prostate anywhere. It's Duke and it's a message. They get to the hospital, 
Uh, they get into the floor, they get near to the room, and then the room explodes. There's a bomb that's been put in there. Oh, wow. Bomb in his prostate. Yeah. Prostate bombs. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, because uh, the doctor was actually replaced by... Um, a robot. No. Oh. <laughs> a robot, <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, by a robot <laughs> that planted the bomb in there yeah, for them. It wasn't sure. He's <laughs> just like a proper like nineteen fifties robot it's like man. The one from Rocky Three, or Rocky Four. <laughs> yeah. It's like the one from yeah, it's Paulie's Rocky. <laughs> the one from Rotor with a cowboy hat on, <laughs> no, the policeman's hat. Yeah, so he dies. The detective, the the, the ex partner dies. Maybe even Albert dies. They torture him and then let him go, and then he trips. <laughs> Who, who's torturing him? Sean Della Helicopter. Oh right, for okay. information on. I thought he just found the. Uh, I thought he found the captain's prostate corpse. No, that's Action Jackson's gone there with Knight and Wank. Okay, okay. <laughs> so who's kidnapped Albert and when? When when did he get kidnapped? Well, as we whilst re- they're away at the hospital. Yeah, as as Jackson, Knight, and Wank go can, to the hospital. Can every time we see Sean Della helicopter, can he be on a helicopter? He's got one of those little hats with the propellers on it. <laughs> <laughs> like a young child at Disneyland. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay then. Meanwhile, can he, can he kill someone with a radio-controlled helicopter that's also got a uh, bomb in it? Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. I like that. Yeah. Can that be how he kills Albert? Because he's like childlike, and he tries to. <laughs> he's chasing it. Yeah. He's like, oh, helicopter, little tiny helicopter. I don't think he's that disabled, but yes. Maybe he's surprised by the helicopter. You would be, wouldn't you? And faints. Because you'd think it was far away. But he'd... in fact, it's actually small. Yeah, he's up on the on the roof having a smoke. Yeah. And then gets shocked by the helicopter. And... Up on the roof. <laughs> That's what he's singing. Yeah. And uh, as we pull up after um, the captain's dead, like Knight and Wank get back, we get out the police, the squad car, and as we're walking back... Um, he smashes through the top of the squad car that we, we just parked. We've got, got out, out there first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we definitely have to get out first. Yeah, and we're walking back and then we just see, and Albert's gone through the top of the car. Yeah, and we both turn around. And, and he's on fire because that's like... And then the car explodes. Yeah. And we both just stand there, take our sunglasses off and say, holy shit. And then you use the button and turn the alarm off. Yeah, got it. Because <laughs> the, the car alarm's That'd going be annoying, off. wouldn't it? Yeah. That's a nice piece, that. I like that. Yeah. Gabriel Union's chasing after his missus. Who was that again? Beckinsale. Yeah. She she does like racing in the streets, so she infiltrates the racing gang to try and get in, get in with the gang. In cars or on foot? <laughs> in cars. Oh, right, on okay. foot. <laughs> Fucking useless. <laughs> she turns up in all her athletics gear. Yeah. They're all in muscle cars. She's yeah. Like, Shit. Meanwhile, was it Wesley Snipes and who? Who was the other one? Oh, uh, Michael B. Jordan. Michael can be Jordan. They're they're perusing the tongue to the drug dealers because the um, John Taylor and Roger Taylor they're uh, they're drug dealers, so they're infiltrating that that side of yep. it. Yep. All good. As Simon LeBon and Nick Rhodes are the um, explosive terrorists that me and you are after. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a nice pairing off this, isn't it? Yeah, Sean Della Helicopters, the main man, which is Action Jackson. Who he's after? I think it sounds fine, but obviously at one point they all like reconvene in the same place and we all meet up. Yeah, we still take the same bad guys on, obviously because we've it's been uh, delegated. 
What, you mean Jackson, 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 Knight and Wank? <laughs> we, yes. all, we all reconvened. Yes, we? yes, we all, we all uh, assemble. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they shout. Jackson, 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 Jackson. How many are there? Three. Four. Jackson, five? <laughs> Can we have five Jacksons? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> Damn it. We get sued beyond belief. Okay, so we've got the Jackson four. Jackson, 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 Knight and Wank, assemble! <laughs> Jackson, Knight and Wank. Again, sounds like something out of Harry Potter, doesn't it? Yeah, or some crazy law firm yeah. that's not bothered about getting customers. <laughs> Jackson, Knight and Wank, how can I help you? I think, obviously... Um, Gabriel Union wins by like, maybe get, knocking her off the road into a car accident or something, blowing the car up. Um, oh, are they the racing gang? Yeah. Um, yeah, run over. Yeah. I think Snipes and B. Jordan have like a raid-style yeah, beat-em-up, they, they, shoot-up. They've, they've, they've got to have a proper like hand on, hand-to-hand. Yeah, and that's like, yeah. a like I'm thinking like the raid where it's in like a multi-story building and they go oh, through yes. the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, tower block. Yeah. Me and you, um, Knight and Wang... They, what could we do? Maybe that's more of a, maybe stopping them from killing a certain character. The chief? Could we save our own dad? What? Who's our dad? The Action Jackson. Action Jackson isn't our dad. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot who he was. What the hell? <laughs> well, maybe he is. <laughs> you wish he was. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe we do save Action Jackson by disarming the bomb and also stopping the bad guys over there. So we disarm the bomb that... Um, Della Helicopter is holding over Action Jackson. Yeah. He's got him there saying, you can't do anything, otherwise I'll detonate this bomb. And as soon as we disarm it, he can do something. And then he goes... He takes action, the bomb with him. Action yeah. mode. Takes the bomb with him, yeah. drives into Della Helicopter's... Could it, could it be like... Um, the final showdown, I think, would, would be in uh, Joey's Club Elite. Yeah. How are you all feeling again? <laughs> he says. Yeah, <laughs> he does. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a cameo there from Chandler, who says, "Could there be any more Jacksons?" Yeah, that's what he used to say, didn't he? he? Yeah, he said a lot. He said that a lot, actually. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that's in the the one with a lot of Jacksons. Yeah, that it? was it. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. And then Phoebe sings. Um, Smelly Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she does, yeah. Yeah, I liked that one. Yeah. And then Ross, he just gets all flustered. And, yeah, he and shits nervous. himself. Yeah. In leather trousers. Uh, Monica. Yeah, Monica uh, cleans it up because, you know, she's obsessed, obsessed with it. And uh, Rachel buys herself a new bikini or something. Yeah. I think that covers Friends. Big, I think that covers most of the seasons. Big, but big fans. Yeah. Well, we we loved. It. I'd loved it just for Joey's sayings, to yeah. be honest. Hey, nice buttocks! And Chandler would be like, "Could I have any more buttocks?" And Ross is like, "I wish I didn't have buttocks." <laughs> yeah. Monica would tidy away the buttocks. Phoebe would sing "Smelly Buttocks," <laughs> <laughs> and Rachel would buy more buttocks. Great. It's episode. a never-ending cycle. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, That's friends. What a great you. series. Still available everywhere. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Yeah, so the final showdown, Della Helicopter in the in the big suite at the top there, you know, where he took um, Yeah, yeah, right at the top of the tower block. Yeah. And uh, ends up with Action Jackson 
uh, shoving the bomb up his anus and blowing him up that yeah. way. Not that quick. Obviously, it doesn't happen that quick. No, no, there's a fight. Yeah. And it that's involves, it. It involves him removing his trousers. Yeah, and we... We uh, we have the the plane. We have the helicopter from the one that um, Della Plane asked for. We've got that, and we save uh, Action Jackson. He jumps onto the the ladders as the the, the top yeah. of the thing blows up. Yeah, and he's got a thumbs up as he travels off on his, on his rope ladder. Yeah, and uh, also everyone in the in the helicopter does a thumbs up because the whole family's in there. <laughs> it's a big old chopper. It's a family chopper. <laughs> well, yes, <laughs> and we do the big thumbs up. Yeah. And uh, cut to the end of the film. What do you reckon? I like it. It's action-packed. What's it going to be called? Action Jacksons. Action Jacksons. <laughs> Brilliant. That's a, that's a good combo of both of our film pitches. I think we've worked really well together there. <laughs> yeah, I wrote nothing down, of course. Of course. Yeah, of course. Well, I guess that's all we've got time for. Uh, thank you, as always, to my co-host, Mr. Kenby Wild. Thank you. And thank you, Carl Weathers. Thank you, Carl Weathers, for being Carl Weathers. What did you think to this week's episode, everybody? What did you think to this week's film, Action Jackson? Do you think Carl Weathers should have had more action films as his own vehicle? Because after this, there was pretty much nothing else that he did, to be honest. If you think yes, if you think no, let us know. We're on all the social medias. We've got a group on Facebook. Search Bad Movie Cult Discussion Group and we'll add you to the group there. It's a, it's a great place for other cult members to chat about films that aren't covered on this podcast. Uh, we're also on um, Apple Podcasts. So if you want to leave us a, an Apple Podcast rating or review, that's a massive help in getting us found by new listeners and keeping the podcast going. It's literally the best thing you can do to, to help us. So if you do enjoy the podcast, we would really appreciate if you if you'd left us a, a rating and review. And you can also do the same thing on Spotify. Uh, but we're not just on there. We're also on Stitcher. We're on Good Pods. We're on Podcast Republic. We're on Player FM, Amazon Music, uh, Samsung Podcast now as well. Uh, literally anywhere you can get your podcast, we are on there. So do please check us out. And if you if it's at all possible to leave a rating or review on that platform, basically just is a massive help to the podcast. So. Uh, You can find all previous episodes as well as written reviews of films not covered on the podcast on our website. That's www.badmoviecult.com. We will be back in a week's time with another episode. So until then, all that's left to say is uh, thank you for stopping by and we will see you next time. Goodbye, Kenneth. Goodbye, everyone. There's nothing that ends a film better than rimming a corpse, (laughs) is there, Ken?